Hello and welcome back to the newest episode of the Cars That Go Boom Boom podcast. It's the it's race week, finally. No, we, don't say that. We made it. No. Can can you believe we're in a first race week already? No. I it's, can't. It feels <laughs> surreal. Like normally, it feels terrible. Normally you have more space between testing and the first race. I it's weird. Um yeah. yeah. No, I I'm kind of I I don't want to see how the race on Sunday will turn out. I'm kind of afraid because I'm, it, I'm the most scared of qualifying to be honest. Like the race is just a consequence of whatever happens in qualifying. That's what I'm looking for first for the first. Honestly, after like, the way testing went, qualifying is what's got me like <laughs> afraid. Yeah, no. Can oh the scariest thing to happen would be a Ferrari on pole. No, that's not the scariest thing that could happen. If McLaren are in, like, P2. <laughs> the scariest thing for me is Red Bull on pole. Like, I don't really care. I don't care who gets pole, as long as it's not a Red Bull. Well, they... They've got a pretty good chance. I'm aware of this. But I don't know. I don't trust Merck though. Like we're already no, no into testing. Does. We're already talking about testing. Yeah, last week was testing. I Let's don't. Talk about testing I've, first. I've I've, I've been through this time and time again, and yeah. I have learned to never trust. You never trust me anything that Merck does in testing. Nope. They didn't even put the car into eighth gear. They were sandbagging didn't they? so hard. Nope. They didn't go above a certain speed limit. Uh, speed either. Like, that was just complete sandbagging from them. And, like, the way they were, like, smiling as they said, yeah, we can't win the races. It was like, okay, come on, guys. No, but the way that they talked, like, especially Lewis and Toto, it, it was too similar to 2020. Yeah, Which George, we... George was, like, going for the dramatics as well. When he was actually in the car, like, his radios were, like... Very George Russell. It was like he was back in the Williams. I was like, boy, you don't have Williams problems anymore. Stop talking like that. <laughs> it's it's like complaining on the highest level because you're in the murk. Yeah, exactly. But he was like, he was giving it like the, my car is terrible. It's un- yeah, it's, un- it's undrivable. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Like, someone needs, sure. Someone in PR needs to explain to him, like, not to go too hard. <laughs> but like, we know with Merck, like... Obviously, the thing is, this year, like, we're going into the different regulations. So, the likelihood is that, you know, they're going to be fine. There is a chance that they're not. But the likelihood is. And this is what they do every season. Even I know this from okay. previous years. So. Can, can I, like, put a little bit of thought in this? Because an interview came out today from, I was it Benotto? I'm not sure. But, like, one of the important people of Ferrari. Um well I think it's Benotto, depending on what you're about to say. It was about like they they said they had something similar like Merck and Mind, but then went in a different direction. And knowing Ferrari and Haas, because of course Haas is now basically the sister team of Ferrari, um mm-hmm. makes you think because with the history of the last couple of years of the Ferrari 
Yeah. It seems like maybe Merck have gone in a good way. Yeah, I think I I don't really have too many doubts about Mercedes. No, like, I don't either. They are king of the sandbagging. You know, like I think people are very much aware of that now. Like I I I don't think they are a team to be concerned about. Even if, you know, they aren't straight off the bat even if they don't win in Bahrain or they don't get a pole in Bahrain like I don't see them having a difficult year like look at what happened last year they started off like right on the back foot and by the end of it Max and Lewis were level on points so and they won the constructors so I'm not worried about them having a bad car to be honest yeah and since they also have more development keys exactly they have George and Lewis who can outperform their cars. Yeah, and who also can help a lot with the development of the cars across the season. Like, look at what George did at Williams. Exactly. So you know, we're talking about Lewis Hamilton, so... (laughs) We're talking about Sir Lewis Hamilton. Um, Sir Lewis Hamilton, of course. Of course. Forgive Um, me. Yeah, I... The thing that I hated throughout the testing weekend was that MV0 was a bit too confident for my liking. Oh, yeah, so confident that he spun. <laughs> Did he? I didn't see he this. Spun. I didn't see it either, but people were... Was it on Saturday? I don't know. I think it must have been. I don't know. I think he spun... Yeah, I think Saturday. I don't know. I, I missed testing on Saturday. Yeah, me I was me just too. aggressively refreshing the timesheets, but, you know... <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I think I think yeah. Red Bull, to be honest, they had a pretty quiet, pretty good testing. Like it looks like their car, except is... for Checo, who went all material girl and stood like with yeah, the. There was that. He had yeah. his yeah. He his, had his, little, his little stance moment next his... to his broken down car. Iconic. Iconic. Also the and Williams, the Williams that was burning. Yeah, that was really bad. His I think it was something to do with his brakes, and then. The car spun, and then the brakes were on fire. And yeah, I was. We got Marshall Nicky though. Marshall Nicky, always a good thing. Um, the the funny thing about like the Williams burning was, I was literally sitting in politics class when this happened, and my best friend who sat next to me was like, "Why is there fire on your screen?" And I was like, "Yeah, it's just a car burning." And he's just a like, car burning, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's <laughs> like, "Why are you acting like this is normal?" And it's like, "Yeah, it yeah, happens. Yeah. The the brakes like catch on fire sometimes." Where's Brad when you need him? Yeah. So if you drive faster, <laughs> just, the fire will go out. Just drive. Drive faster. Easy. Easy. I miss Brad. I... No, you don't. I can't. You know, I don't do. miss Brad. I just miss him and Lance on the radio. I don't like miss him. He's still there. He just has a different job. Yeah, but I miss his radio messages and like Lance going against him aggressively. Him and Lance, to be fair, like a comedic duo, I have to say. Yeah, it's like it's it's like Bono and Lewis. No, it's not like Bono and Lewis, and that's what's good about it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't get me wrong, I love them, but they're doing something different in the. It's the connection, Bessie. They have the connection. It's a very different type of connection, I think, but it's certainly a connection. (laughs) I don't know. Speaking of Aston Martin. They had very quiet testing. 
Yeah. Nothing it's... really to report back. Um, no, Zeb's car broke Zeb, down on the yes, first day. Yes, I was going to say, Zeb's car broke down. <laughs> but other than that, smooth sailing. Yeah, smooth operator, I guess. Speaking um... of the smooth operator... <laughs> Let's talk about Ferrari because Ferrari is genuinely. I'm having nightmares about them now. I'm like waking up in the night, crying, screaming. I cannot shut my Growing eyes up. without seeing the Ferrari. Yeah, I'm no. haunted. To be honest, I'm scared. No, <laughs> but I, is that wrong with me? No. Um, I have one thing to say about the Ferrari. Like I, I said last week when we ranked the cars, like oh, yeah, the liveries. You love it. You love the Ferrari. It looks, it looks so pretty under the lights. Like, it does. I but I, I just don't like the matte, the dark matte red. I think it's kind of dull. I like the color, but I don't like the color on the car. If that makes sense. But the car looks good. I'll give them that. It yeah, but on track. But, but yeah. you know which car like Im- improved in my opinion under the lights? The Merc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm I'm okay with the Merc. Like it, I don't the, hate it. I just black livery supremacy, you know. True, but the silver was glittery, and I love that. We do we do stand the Mercedes, to be honest. But nothing will beat my Aston Martin. The Aston Martin looks good. The Aston Martin looks good. I kind of hate the changed livery under McLaren now. Okay, what? Why would you bring that up? Because I have to. It's testing. They br- yeah, they br- why, yeah, okay. Delivery looks fine. No. Delivery looks fine. Uh, McLaren testing really was just kind of depressing for me. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, it was all about drive and about power. They stay hungry, they devour. Well, it wasn't they, was it? It was only one of them. Because someone called news, COVID. news, yeah. Daniel got COVID, and he missed the first okay. day. The fu- no, but like we do hope he's okay. But the timeline of this is actually hilarious. The timeline of this is concerning because on on he missed Thursday testing, and McLaren said it was like super mega food poisoning. Yeah, and then Friday it was like middays or something. Daniel posted himself that he had COVID, that his test was positive. Yeah, and like, how do you go from food poisoning, who has very different symptoms to COVID oh, normally? Actually, actually, I was gonna say that's not strictly true. I know a lot of people that have reacted in a similar way when they've had covid okay point taken away to be fair i'm sorry (laughs) i'm because i thought the same thing and i was like actually yeah a couple of people you were like you were like mansplaining to yourself well actually yeah i I did mansplain to myself Um, and to you sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's all fine so yeah um daniel's neck is saved and lando has Lando's neck is like hanging on by a thread. Yeah, he, he probably is glad that he gets a break until Friday. Yeah, I mean, he's fine. To be honest, he probably would have couldn't do as many laps as they would have liked to anyway because McLaren had a big brake problem with overheating. Um, I yeah. think because of the, the aero changes on their car. Um, the brakes were not getting, but he the did air 
to cool them down, basically, in simple terms. Yeah, and then on Friday night, the new parts arrived, so they could um, have them on on Saturday. And on Saturday, he did more laps. Yeah, it, than... it did improve, but they've still got some work to do, it seems. Um... Don't they all? Yeah, but just McLaren, it was just particularly... I think the reason it seems particularly bad for McLaren is because they had such a good run in Barcelona. Yeah. Um, Everyone but, thought know, of Lando means... like the favourite, and he was like, I don't like this. He was like, I don't want this. Please stop. Please stop. Which is fair enough. I get that. Because this is the problem with testing, you know. So many teams sandbag, and so many teams, you know, the back markers perform well because everyone else is sandbagging ahead of them so it looks like they're good and they end up being bad and the you know it's like a whole like misconception like you never really get what you see from testing but it's hard not to like get excited when you see the fact that you're like your team is doing doing the yeah. best out there it's... I don't know it's a tricky one I think it's a tricky call this year like I think we can definitely tell that half has improved I mean, they. The funny thing is, fastest on lap. for one fastest lap, and also, everyone has said that this year's cars are slower than last year's. Funnily enough, on Friday, Kevin Magnussen, who, by the way, K Mac is back. K Mac is back. Honestly, I, I didn't. I didn't expect this to happen. Like we talked about this, and then the next day, the news came out. To be honest, I don't. I wasn't like that convinced, but I was like, he's in with the chance. I didn't think he wanted to come back. I thought that Haas would want him, but I didn't think that he'd like want to. So yeah, I was quite surprised. But I, 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 I love this though. Like the the videos we've seen of him coming back and with all the mechanics, it was so wholesome. And I can finally like Haas. I yeah, can literally, we can support her. We can this support her. I never thought this day would come. But I'm, like, fully in support. They've got Gunter, we stand. Mick, my beloved. K-Mag, legend. Like, the whole thing <laughs> is just coming together. It's it's the blondies. It do yeah, be Gunter the blondies. blonde children. Oh, I saw I saw a meme about this. Um, with, like, Harsby, like, give me, like, the seven more of those blonde little bitches. Yeah. Yeah, literally has. Exactly. That's what they. That's what they're doing. They've been doing that for a long time. True. Honestly, that for years. With that thing, I would have. I wouldn't have been surprised if if Nico Hockenberg would have come back. Stop. That's too far. That's too far. <laughs> that's too. I miss far. him. I can't wait to see him on the grid. But he's. I but he's got him. a baby now. That's not my. That's not my problem. <laughs> Yeah, true. Well, look, Ke- I wanted to see all the new customers, but we're gonna see like Hulkenberg's gonna he'll he'll pop by for a visit. You know, you, you know who's also gonna come by? Who I will have to listen to again on Sky Germany? <laughs> Brittany. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. I love it. I love it when he's on the broadcast. Yeah, but the thing is, he's he's different on the UK broadcast than he is on the German I know, broadcast I know I know you often tell me this and I love it he's, no I hate it he just makes all the other sky journalists uncomfortable and just says weird stuff and I love to see that you know every couple of months that's lovely 
Okay, like, you're gonna call. Which is the first race where Brittany is gonna be? I'm gonna say Monaco is the first race. Um. Okay, I don't see him being Bahrain Jeddah. Maybe Imola. Right, maybe. Maybe Imola. I want to. I kind of want to see him in Miami. Oh no. Britney in Miami. Come on. By the way, Isn't I I bug? I saw this today. Um, there are tickets now available for Miami, and oh, normal grants. Do you no. start a GoFundMe page because grandstand yeah, tickets cost more than a thousand dollars for the weekend? It's sickening. It's genuinely sickening. What? I, and we're gonna I have thought, like Kanye at the Super Bowl again. No, <laughs> please stop. I've had it's enough just, of look, this. Dude. Come on, let's face it. It's just gonna be all of like the American celebrities there. That's gonna be like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, the, talking about the Super Bowl, I've seen a video today where like um, more people have watched Abu Dhabi last year than people have watched yeah. the Super Bowl, and it's like. The development of F1 in America versus Europe is so the incredibly Stefano, different. The Stefano Domenicali agenda. Yeah, because it grows so much in America and it's so stagnant yeah. in Europe. Do you hear that thing keep doing Las Vegas now, for real, for real? Please, no. I, I, I've, I've said this to you. I don't... We don't no, need like, three American races. And, I, like personally but like they're talking they're talking about doing a vegas race um but not even at the strip like no one wants one in the desert there how many races do we need in the desert <laughs> i don't need another desert race okay give if me i have like ptsd from abu dhabi the cider <sighs> in the desert okay i don't want deserts okay? no i don't want deserts if you also... want to take las vegas race give me on the strip and i'll take it wait I'll let's be happy just... with that Let's just go through this. Which which ones are the desert? Bahrain? Yeah. Qatar. Is Jeddah? Kind not really, of. no. Jeddah's not really. Um so we would have Las Vegas. Probably. Silverstone's like right in the middle of the countryside, which is basically a desert in this. Basically, country. basically desert. Same thing. We have Abu Dhabi. We There's too many deserts. It's already basically five. Why? I want, like, I think the I think what Formula One need to focus on going forward when they like build new tracks is I think the goal should be to have at least one race that's underwater. How, how would you manage that? Please explain because I cannot, for the life of me, figure out the physics of this. Well, it's the pinnacle of motorsport. They should find a way. It's not my job to make that decision how. Or since F1 cars are basically able to drive upside down a tunnel. Like on the... on, On top of the tunnel. That would make sense. See, look, this is the thing. It's not my job to, like, work out the logistics. Stefano Domenicali, we have ideas. Yeah. Like it's literally hire how... me. No, I want to <laughs> talking about hiring. Um Aston Martin is looking for a new head of strategist. 
I've already said this. Give me the job. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it for free. Just let me let me in. Let me in. Let me in. You don't have to pay me. You can have all my time and ideas. And I'll just hang out. Even market in exchange. Even- you're just you're just gonna like roast Lando with Louisa when she's there. No, me and Otmar. Oh my but god, o- he's gone. He's <laughs> Alfie. Oh my god, no. Um, me and um. Zeb. Oh my goodness. Me and Zeb. Me and Zeb. I think we could roast Lando. That would be I mean, fine. I mean, Zeb and basically is his out. own strategist. Exactly. Me and Zeb could work together on this, and then we could hang out with like Mick. And Lewis, and it would just be squad gold. Oh, we love that. Like, I don't need money in exchange for. I just, I just have friendship. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so Disney movie like. Like, I don't need money. I just need friendship. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would take that job just to be friends with Sebastian Vettel. Like, just. Just, I would I would yeah. do anything to be friends with with Sebastian Vettel, not gonna lie. Okay, keep it PG. I am keeping it PG. <laughs> I'm sorry. I like his adoptive son more. Thank you very much. I'm so glad you said you like his adoptive son and not something else. Um <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um what were we talking about? Testing. I don't know. Let's move on. <laughs> Um, yeah, testing was like we saw everything we expected to see in terms of like the sandbagging again. You know, like nothing really happened there that was that shocking. I think from Barcelona, I think the biggest surprise for me was McLaren. In terms of how bad they were. Yeah, I think everyone yeah. else was kind of like I, I saw what I expected to see, like Ferraris up there. You know, we all expected Mercedes to not really show off too much. Red Bull was up there. Um, but you know, know, you know what would be funny? Like if everyone like is sandbagging except for Red Bull, and then on Sunday or Saturday on Quali, they're just gonna be like dead last. Yeah, not gonna but happen. But it would be funny. Yeah, it would be really funny. Don't get me wrong. But, like, we've had rumours that the Mercedes is, like, at least half a second quicker than all the other cars. I wouldn't be... I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that either, but, like, that's a lot. That's crazy. I said this when I watched Drive to Survive. Give me back my Lewis wins his championship five races before the end again. I don't don't want the stress again that I went through last year. I and again during Drive to Survive. To I never want a championship to come down to the last race ever again. <laughs> like, I found, because, like, when me and my dad watch races, because we watch them from different countries, um, we send each other, like, pictures when stuff happens. And I found my Abu Dhabi reaction pics, and I oh, almost no. cried. Like, the look is sheer, like... I can't even find the words to like explain how distraught I look. <laughs> no, the thing like the th- dead behind the eyes. Yeah, no, the thing about Abu Dhabi was like up until like seven laps before the end, I was fully convinced that Lewis was gonna win this. Everyone yeah. was. The thing and is then... I fully became I became like 
a member of the FIA. Like, I became a steward in that moment. I was, like, <laughs> spitting the rules. I was, like, screaming, you know. Yeah. Like, and then, yeah, to relive it in Drive to Survive, you know, maybe we should talk about Drive to Survive. Yeah, let me let me pull up our chat. <laughs> up because I, yeah, my notes, a.k.a. our chat. Um when did oh I my stop? god, are you are you gonna go off it by that? Because that's yeah, I, I told you this. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wait. Yeah, Drive to Survive came out uh last week. And we both finished it quite quickly. Um even though we, we had stuff to do. It. Drive to Survive comes first. Like hot take, but you know, I enjoy it because I know not to believe all of it. This is the thing. Like, you just sit back and enjoy the drama. Like we know it's fake. We know Christian Horner's a terrible person. We know they, like, hate Lewis. We know they hate Mercedes. So just sit back and enjoy the fireworks and enjoy all the other stuff. Like, everyone... My main takeaway from Drive to Survive is everyone went into that thinking that it was going to be, like, pro-Red Bull, pro-Christian Horner, completely anti-Mercedes, anti-Lewis. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think that... At least the last episode wasn't. Yeah, I think we can see quite clearly that, like, and, and I applaud Netflix for this because I really did not expect it. I think they did a really good job of, like, showing both sides. And I really thought, you know, I think everyone thought they were going to be super pro-Rebel, pro-Mac, you know, pro-Christian Horner. And I think as much screen time as he got, um, I don't think that they did it in such a way where it was really, really, like, biased. Which I was yeah. really like pleasantly surprised by. Can the thing about Christian Horner in Drive to Survive, I felt like for the people who know what happened, it was incredibly hilarious to see because he said things and then he said so many things. And then he went and did other things, like the complete opposite in real life, which wasn't shown. But to know this Amazing. Also, the fact that he's like obsessed with Lando and Daniel. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. Let's let's start with the first episode because I mm. I started crying because the first thing we see is Christian Horner, and I was like, <laughs> I'm already hating this. Oh, I know. To be honest, first episode didn't really do much for me. I was like, this is typical opener episode. Yeah, I, the only thing that I was kind of sad by was how happy daniel was during testing like he didn't know <laughs> Wait, to... no, 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 no 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 we're gonna get there we're gonna get there i've got some things to say about you're not you're not gonna you're not gonna enjoy this i don't think oh, goodness i've got so much to say um yeah i have the <laughs> thing i have written down um from our chat um team principles are special breeds Will, what are you talking about? Why? <laughs> this is like the truth yeah. that Buxton has ever said. No, we're gonna get to that. What he said. Um, it. I just, to be honest, Will Buxton wasn't as bad as in other seasons. No, he actually kind of did take some facts. Like he's maybe got one right now. And which like, he's which he's gonna lose over the season again. We know this. Lose it within five minutes of like being. <laughs> 
on in my the screen. Right. Yeah. But, you know, he had no rights and he made up one over the whole season of Drive to Survive. So well done, Will. Round of applause. Yeah. Square the, up. The thing that angered me, like with my dearest Italian Harry Potter, aka Binato, why why was he talking Italian? He knows how to speak English. Why is he that special man who doesn't speak English? I I mean, you know, he articulates better in Italian, I guess. So fair enough. Yeah, but then you could also have Toto speaking German. Toto spoke so many languages in Drive to Survive. It's... Even Susie Wolf was saying things in languages that I don't even know what they were. Susie Wolf talking in German is the absolute cutest thing I've ever heard She's in my amazing. entire life. She's a girl boss. Her takes on her. Drive to Survive. Honestly, whenever she was on my screen, I was living. I feel like she was sort of doing what Jerry wanted to do. Like, no disrespect to Jerry. Like, the most, my biggest issue with Jerry is that she's married to Christian Horner. Um, and I, I feel it's for so her in that sad. Respect. How, how um, far do you have to go down as a Spice Girl to get married to Christian Horner? Exactly. Like, I don't know how that happened, to be honest. Like, you don't even, when I started watching Formula One, you don't understand the shock. Like, just, <laughs> like, 15 stages of grief I went through when I found out she was married to Christian Horner. Like, when it all clicked, I was like... A smaller world could have collapsed inside of you. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what happened. Um, But yeah, I think... Yeah, they kind of... The the difference is the way they portrayed, you know, like, Christian's family life, uh, like, juxtaposed with Toto's. I think that was quite an interesting tool that they used I have to say and also with the background that Susie is a team principal as well she yeah. has the knowledge yeah she's got of... that insight exactly and Jerry is like Jerry so yeah I mean you know I think I think it's important I'm... okay important is not the word I think it's understandable as to why they showed both of the families but then again, at the same time, I'm not just saying this because I love her and she's a girl boss, but Susie Wolf does know what she's talking about. Yeah. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to invalidate Jerry here because, you know, I'm not a team principal and I talk about Formula One. So, valid, pop off, do your thing, you know, but I think it made more sense for one of them to be there than the other because, yeah. to be quite honest, Christian Horner's kids are the only iconic part of his arc. Like, no. he was fully trying to get those kids to be like, um, wanting them to like wish for Max to be the world champion. And his girl boss daughter said, No, I want a guinea pig. And his son, King, said, I want a helicopter. So, <laughs> no, but his kids are le- his kids are legends in general because in the first season, when Christian asked them who their favorite driver was, fully hoping it would be Max, Zeb. his daughter said Zeb, which she is is. incredible. I mean, same, same, and the way like nothing's changed over those years. Like they're still incredible. They're still living legends. Mm-hmm. It kind of freaks me out. Like, why would you? 
have your kids on camera and like try and force them to like say they love Max why would you do that that kind of freaked me out a bit kind of kind of gaslighty of him no the thing about this whole the whole relationships that were portrayed in Drive to Survive and I noticed this I I talked about you uh, I talked to you about this why why are they portraying the relationships whether it be friendships or like romantic relationships or even family dynamics why is all they talk about formula one yeah this is something i mean obviously they do it for the camera i get that but like it is something that i find a bit icky strange yeah because i think you see like when you go take last season with gunter and his family or maybe it was like a different season whichever one it was with like gunter and his family like it seemed less like they were talking about racing because they were being asked about it by the camera people they weren't like sitting and like you know it, I don't it, it seems a bit like disingenuous when they talk about it like oh how are you feeling about and it's always the same question how are you feeling yeah. about this season like yeah and like it, okay an example in this in this series would be um Max and Lando playing golf Max Future for reference um <sighs> playing golf and it's like their relationship was more organic like you can see it's an organic relationship but like every time someone else is speaking to a driver that's like not involved they ask the same question like yeah how are you feeling about the season like you just said and it's like we we know that you're not asking this because you would ask this normally yeah and even if you did ask this question you wouldn't ask it in this way like you can tell that they're doing it for the camera they've been told to like the one thing i will defend though is when in that scene where it's like toto susie and jack like Jack is actually like talking about Formula One like enthusiastically, and he's talking about I Lewis, love him. and like it doesn't seem as it doesn't seem like... as forced. Yeah, as... exactly. That's a perfect way to describe it because like, it doesn't. The yeah, the thing about this the scene that you're talking about every time a child like starts up the conversation, it feels more realistic it feels more normal yeah exactly. but then like, go through this instead of just christian asking like his kids. his kids to like talk about max and they don't yeah. want to like you can tell they don't want to whereas with jack he's like lewis my best friend hell yeah we're going to the track i this also so want fun. to be lewis's best friend jack yeah thank you and i think like if your kids care about it, i know jack's like younger but like if your kids care about it and they want to talk about it then talk about it but if they don't if they are not showing interest like don't oh. put them in front of a camera and make them talk about it like to me that's wrong yeah it's <sighs> i don't really know i don't really know how to feel about having their kids and stuff in it in the first place because again like that's kind of it doesn't matter who you're talking about yeah. kids whether it's christians or whoever's like totos i don't know but like having them there in the first place is kind of dicey i guess but like if they actually show an interest and they want to talk about it with you and they are the ones starting the conversation that's one thing but yeah like i think it's a bit like don't force them to talk about it if they don't want to 
yeah no it's the it, the more I saw of Christian, the more I despised him. Oh, he's crazy! I'm he, sorry. He had like, so many weird takes. Like he was like the one thing I think it's a later episode, so I should probably wait to say it. But I'm not going to. Um, I think no. We, like, I I feel like by now we're not going by episode. We're just gonna no, vibe. But like the I think it's episode nine. Um, where he was we- like, I must see Toto on the TV. I must watch his interview. And then he doesn't, he hears what Toto's saying and he's like, oh, shut up. Like, I don't want to see this. It's like, okay. Yeah. He and like, re- you, he doesn't know what he's talking he about. Like, why? Yeah. Like, to- the thing that bothers me about Christian as well is he, he's like, tries to spin his narrative that like Toto, like, had it easy with the team and it's like well even if he came into a stable team he didn't come into a winning team yeah he he, he's basically the creator of what mercedes now is yeah and anyway even if he did come into the team and had an easy run of it at the beginning he's managed to maintain that for eight years which is they've won eight constructors they've won seven they should have won eight they won they've won seven drivers titles no they won no they won eight I they won eight up until seven laps before the end of Abu Dhabi. Up until Michael Massey opened his mouth. Um, mm. I had a glimmer of sympathy for Michael Massey, and I can't believe I'm I'm admitting this. Oh goodness! I actually can't believe I just said that, but I did. And then do, I, I do, instantly I was like, no, no. But do Stop. do elaborate. Where did you? when he was on Drive to Survive and I was like they've got me right where they want me I was like the media capitalism has got his hold on me I will not feel sympathy for this man <laughs> no but, but you I know... was like the thing is he doesn't seem like a bad guy I think he just like he just seems like one of those people who like tries to clear up the fight and then yeah, is exactly. the one getting beaten up yeah but I was like, I'm not going to feel sympathy. I I just basically made myself stay neutral. I like, because I was getting really like worked up about Red Bull and Christian Horner. And I was trying to like keep it calm. Who wasn't? So when Michael Massey appeared on my screen, I was like, no, remain neutral here. Don't form too much of an opinion on this. Because like, if you just watched that and you didn't know what had happened, you think, oh yeah, he seems like a nice guy. He seems kind of relaxed and like, he knows what he's doing. Except like, for... It's it's motor racing Toto. Yeah, that was that was below the that that that, that was in there. Just like I I My we blood we talked was and it painted the picture so well as it was. And like even Will said, well, it was kind of weird, and you had like the radios of the drivers. Like, why can I not unlet <laughs> myself? Strolls like one cameo. <laughs> why don't they want to put him in it I love him on Drive to Survive no but I, I wanted more diamonds are made under pressure I miss his quotes mm-hmm. his quotes you love the sport but it just don't love you back <laughs> like he's a philosopher I say this like every week now he's a philosopher I wanted him so we we talked about this last week like uh, where I said yeah. I want one episode of just Lance Stroll dropping like poems and stuff yeah him and him and papa smurf just like and brad that's all i want yeah 
Um, I want to see what happened with Otmar as well. Ooh, because yeah. It seems like him and him and Lawrence have had some like crazy Beef. bitch fight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I would have loved to see? Do you remember in in summer? It, I think it was summer break. It was shortly before Crater Gate, where it was oh. like Jail Gate because of yeah, like, yeah. inside a trading gate. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Can you imagine? That was incredible, to be honest. That like, was that, that the way was that day. Just... <laughs> the way that everyone just kind of forgot about that. No, incredible. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, means... no, but like. <sighs> incredible beautiful yeah um what do i have next um dan stop sorry yeah we need to talk about mclaren because i did not i was not impressed with the mclaren episodes um for one thing um before you drop your hot take Mm um i loved how they portrayed Dan as the sad oh, caged puppy. I know we will. <laughs> this is which is why I'm going first. And I also <laughs> loved how Lando just radiated such Scorpio energy. Okay, I'll agree with you there. Um also the golf thing. I've waited for this ever since we <laughs> knew they were filming this. Lando, Amazing. my boy, look for a new sport because golf isn't for you. You look ridiculous. And why was your shirt so tight? It okay, don't... don't complain about things that don't need to be complained about. No, I need to complain <laughs> about this. Um, Do you know what I want to see? I was thinking about this today because of the golf thing and because all he does when he's not doing Formula One is play golf. I was thinking, like, his girlfriend is probably like, fed up by now i want to see her just wipe the floor with all of them i'm talking all of them i'm talking i want future <laughs> carlos you know i bring albon bring charlene i want to see her just wipe the floor with all of them her and lily team up girl boss natalie pinkham bring her as well she plays golf i oh, just want to see her could you imagine them, them in the tournament because there was yes. a tournament yesterday Yes, don't make me talk about this because I'll cry. (laughs) No, please do. No, this tournament, it's not so much the tournament because I don't care about golf. Um, (laughs) I don't care about golf. Um, But we had a Carlando moment yesterday and I don't ship it. I'm not one of those people. kind of hate it, actually. But Lando singing Smooth Operator to Carlos, I... Did you see, did you see the video of Carlos doing karaoke yes. of Despacito yes. with his girlfriend. Uh, don't. Honestly, I don't know. These guys in the off-season I don't know what jarring they... behaviour. I don't know what he drank, but I want it. I, and I want my it favorite now. Part, my favourite part of it was like, Charles posted that video <laughs> and the caption, the caption could have either been like so like genuinely like nice or it could have been him roasting him and the beauty of it is that we don't know <laughs> yeah. you know like we don't know if it was it could be either amazing. way wow or if it was like okay, okay please stop like we don't know because it's Shaw. like i'm choosing to believe he genuinely meant the compliment <laughs> but like yeah the smooth operator thing lando was really into that he was like 
his girlfriend probably crying next door because she has to fight another boyfriend of her boyfriend like this man is just either playing golf with one of his boyfriends playing golf with the other one of his boyfriends or racing with his other boyfriend yeah exactly which is what you know what since lando apparently is now romantic do you think it's to make up for the golf tournament yesterday yeah i'm not gonna lie like if i was in her position and i had to watch the most boring sport every single day (laughs) tennis is worse though like no I don't know. Actually, maybe, yeah. Ten- I hate tennis, to be fair. Tennis kind of sucks. Um, you might be on something Kinda? Like if I had to go Kinda? and hang out with a bunch of guys, like, props to her for being, like, supportive. Because if I had to do props, that every day... Props to her for staying in Bahrain. Yeah, I would have simply fled the country. <laughs> like... <laughs> like... High five, Louisa. You're doing God's work, because... It's like I don't know. To be fair, they've been having their they've been doing their coupley things. Like they've killed me every time I've opened Instagram. In the she last looks of days. so incredible in the paddock. She looks great, you know. She looks so good in the paddock. I love to see that. I love it when when girlfriends go to the paddock. I, so many people are like, "Why do they go?" It's like because they're going to be supportive. Free tickets. Do you know how I, expensive was, everyone yeah. is? If I could Free go to the tickets every week. I would. Exactly. Exactly. It seems like a nice place to be. Yeah. So. But, um. Yeah. Back, back to, to drive to survive. Another tangent. Don't mind us. Um. I do not like the way they portrayed McLaren. And let me tell you why. <laughs> First of all, they do the same thing with Daniel every single season. Okay. Every single season. Like, but I love this. He, 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 it looks like he's, you know, going to have a great time and then something terrible happens and then he's sad and then he gets all like angry and worked up and then he comes and like does something amazing. You know, I'm bored of it. Give us but something you, different. But like, you know what's missing? Like every time he says he's going to punch a wall, Netflix, I need my content where he punches a wall. It's been confirmed that he well, has fair, done this. This time, it doesn't look like it was the wall he wanted to punch. I <laughs> think it was a certain Mr. Lando Norris that he wanted to punch. Um, respect. I get that. We've been there. I, too, um, want to punch a certain Mr. Lando Norris. Okay, today I don't. Today, we'll get to that in a minute, but Lando is... My, Lando is... We have, we're in the middle of a Lando gate out here, and I'm defending this man with my life today, so... You're fighting like a lion. I'm fighting, I'm defending him like a lion, to be honest. But um, I, I don't like the way they portrayed them, because, like, Daniel's position was justified, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, everyone, like, hyped him up coming into McLaren, like, he's going to beat Lando. And then, obviously, you know, it must have been really hard for him, like, he struggled with the car... He struggled, like, in the races, you know. He wasn't at all where anyone expected him to be. But I think the way they sort of portrayed Lando was kind of unfair. Because Lando's... The way... Lando's behaviour, in my opinion, was kind of justified. Like, yeah, he maybe he was a bit too much of a bitch here and there. But, like, if I've been in a team for two years, and, like, this new guy's coming along, everyone said he's going to, like... Absolutely destroy me. Has it only been two years? 
Yeah, that was well. That, this was his third. This is his fourth season. The one we're coming into now. Huh? Yeah, this that is one of his fourth season. But like, if I'd been in a team for two years and this guy's coming along who's supposedly going to destroy me, you know, and then he beats <laughs> me in the qualifying, I'd be kind of. I can understand where he's coming from, and it's like, and then he he does better. He gets his contract extension. Like, why should he feel? Talking, why should wait, he feel sympathy? Talking, talking about his contract extension. First that of was all, so shady. it was so shady, but also they made it seem like Carlos and Lando were in a serious relationship that got broken no, off. That's my favorite. That's my favorite scene in Drive to Survive. And then him and you, him you, and Charles. You cut to Carlos and Charles, where it's like you try to talk to your crush and like. What should I text? No, because like... the, the beauty of that scene is how long it took them to form one <laughs> sentence. sentence. Yeah, like it's... the longest silence in history. Actually, like oh. what was that? That was that's probably one of my favorite moments in Drive to Survive. To talking be talking about longer silences, the one thing that arranges me enrages me about Drive to Survive like when they have these one-on-one interviews when <laughs> when, <laughs> when they <coughs> when they say something and it's like um, kind of sad they leave a space <laughs> there of silence and it makes me uncomfortable and then they cut to like um, I think we've soared with Egg where it said like yeah um, blah 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 the car uh, I'm excited for the season, and you have this, the silence, and then the crash copulation, and it's like, yeah. why are you holding on to this silence for so long? It it made me uncomfortable by some point. No, literally. I I know what you mean. The drive to drive to survive just is. They love their dramatic moments. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that I just, I didn't enjoy the Monza episode either. I, I thought like, again, it was so, like, I I love Daniel, okay? Like, most of the time. Most I think he's a great driver. Well, yeah, most of the time. This man does things that are out of pocket. But, um. He's still on the red list. Yeah, he kind of is. Low key, low key. He kind of is. Like, I, I, I love him uh, like for the most part you know his personality him as a driver like amazing but it was very daniel centric i thought like because but they could have they could have done so much there that was dramatic in the sense of lando like they could have they could have you know they could have done two things they could have either made like more of a focus on the fact that from like Monza to Sochi, Ooh. or they could have like shown the fact that they bonded, and they yeah. Didn't. To be fair, Lando like really wasn't in that episode much. No, which is fine. I don't, you know, but the th- that's yeah. fine. But it was it was very like that was a McLaren one too. That was one of the amazing things about it. Like yeah, Daniel got his win. But one of the amazing things, or one of the amazing statistics of that, was that it was a McLaren one two, and I just didn't feel like they captured that. And it still was the only one two in yeah, that exactly. season. 
exactly like there were so many things they could have done better there and I just thought like Monza come on like if you ask any Formula One fan I think a lot of people that was like a highlight of the season so many things happened in that race like <laughs> yeah so many things happened in that race the crash um Bottas sprint race sprint race like all of the stuff that happened um between like we had some amazing overtakes we had some amazing battles Checo and Charles and all of that like there were so many things that happened to that race like they could they really could have done more with that episode yeah even even take away from the race like they could have done so much more about McLaren the best part of that episode for me was watching Zach Brown play hockey no because I hated it except okay. for the except Ridiculous for when he you. fell no because like <laughs> I didn't I didn't expect him to play hockey neither did I and I, was, I saw it and I, I was, was so, so surprised you hadn't seen that episode yet and I messaged you and I was like you're gonna love this and then you turn around and you're like I hated that like how dare you to be honest yeah no <laughs> I Ridiculous. kind of did um, you loved it it was amazing no I, I hated it but talking about how Daniel centric the episode was I, I think he even made a joke about it like Daniel to survive Daniel to survive um, but that's what it basically is. Every single time Dan's on screen, he's like crying or smiling because he's overcome the big thing he was crying about five minutes prior. Like, <laughs> give us something new. Like, Daniel does other stuff. He's either running through America or he's like going through some sort of like traumatic character development. Like, give us something new. I don't want to see that like every single series. And I don't want to see it in multiple episodes. I'm sorry, like, it's, it just gets old. Yeah. It's like, it's like next season, if they give us a season that's, again, all about Mercedes and Red Bull, I don't want to watch that again. Like, Depen- they just... N- no, it depends on how the outcome will be. Okay, there is that. But, like, <laughs> but like the thing about McLaren is they could have done so much better than they did. Like, my favourite part of the McLaren episodes was probably Monaco. And the intervention, yeah. the the intervention, Which was who bad. Was, yeah, it was bad. Um, talking about Monaco though, because um, we had watched Charles lose his pole position twice. Um, <laughs> no, we have. There were so many quotes in this that didn't age well at all. Mm-hmm. One of those is, "Since I'm Monegas, this race is special." <laughs> Well, <laughs> you didn't even race there. Stop. Oh, my God. Literally the pain. Yeah. <sighs> my mum, for some reason, she's not a big Leclerc fan. I don't know why. I, I was trying to explain to her last night that she should be. I think I used the phrase, I mean, I mean, funny have... little man. Um, I mean, and she didn't you're... get it. <laughs> no, but, like, you literally have a shawl in your home. Yeah, she doesn't like the cat either, to be fair. Um, now it makes sense yeah it does make yeah it does yeah it all adds up but like the way she like cackled when she watched that scene I was like <laughs> I was like mom please <laughs> no because I, to, because I had to laugh as well because... giggling I was like mom please <laughs> she redeemed herself because the language the sort of language that she used towards Christian Horner was quite simply poetic 
incredible. We like, stand we stand a mother that hates Christian Horner. No, it goes beyond hatred. She was like <laughs> shouting at the TV. I had to make her a hot chocolate to calm her down. Like she was getting heated. Oh, I can't wait for this season. I, I it's Friday. Friday it's gonna begin. I can't wait. Stop. I can't, I don't want it. Take it back. Hey, like keep it. I don't want it. Um yeah um can we talk about the house episode we no because i have to i wait let me scroll we have more no we have to talk about the dan impression who wasn't a dan impression because i didn't see it Uh, i didn't know about this until someone else pointed out to me i didn't even notice but we knew like from the article that came out like one does an impression of the other and we all thought wrong yeah we thought that daniel would be the one doing the impression and lando was the one making the bitchy comment lando's doing it it all actually (laughs) (laughs) um yeah the whole like i don't other people might not have clocked this either to be honest because neither of us noticed it (laughs) at first but like the whole daniel's catchphrase being let's fuck shit up and then John and Lando. John is Lando's trainer, for those of you who may not know. Um, John, my beloved. Well, a lot of people are mad at John now. John's having his own gate. He's having a Lando gate. Because he, like, he, I think Lando was like, let's fuck shit up. And John kind of, like, made a face about it. And, like, I was like, seriously, it's not that deep. No. It was quite funny. Like, when I watched it back, I was like... <laughs> Okay, a bit of an oops moment. But, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah, it, it was bad. Um, Next episode was once again about Red Bull and... It's terrible. McLaren. Once again, something that didn't age well, um, where Will said to keep up with the championship since Lewis started at the back or, like, far behind, Bottas needs to have one of the best races he ever had. Cut to the longest pit stop in world history. Poetic cinema. Hours. Poetic cinema, I'm gonna say. Yeah, to be honest. Um, I kind of hated watching Monaco the way they played it. <laughs> no, I mean, I know you hate Monaco in general. Yeah, I fell asleep during that like race. That. Okay. Watching it, the way they edited it just made me angry. Like they, then the whole they stretched it, they stretched it over two episodes. They made it as long as Bottas's pit stop. To be honest, yeah. Like I did not enjoy. I did not enjoy the third episode very much. Like the Silverstone stuff. Yeah, it was so it's dramatic. Like, but you know, I just. Susie Wolf being a girl boss again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing for that episode. Um, another reaction of me now that I'm seeing it. Um, Christian said that is bang out of order, and then I reacted to this. Okay, Christian, but you bribing a championship and like influencing the FIA is fine. Seems a bit sus to me. I mean, yeah. This man is terrible. Like, he fully said, like, oh, that could have killed our driver. 
know what? I don't even care. I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm going to say it. Ooh. No. Because, first of all, it was Lewis's line. Okay? And I'm actually going to go in right now because everyone likes to say that this was more Lewis's fault and that it was a racing incident, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was Lewis's line. Like, it's not Lewis's fault that Max doesn't ever, 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 ever want to relent. Okay? So, like, yeah. the thing is, Lewis said it himself. You know, he doesn't have a record for this kind of behaviour. And, like, the thing is about Max is that if he carries on the way he's doing it, he's just going to make every single person, like, back out. Why should everyone else back out? You're going for a line that, by that point in the corner, is not your, your line. Yeah. Like, it doesn't... And the whole thing of it, oh, you know you don't do something like that in that corner. Then how come he almost pulled it off? If Max had, like, relented, like... But that's always you know? that's always with Max. Like we've seen it time and time again. Um, even in Drive to Survive, Drive to Survive, we had Silverstone. We have, we had Monza. We had was it Qatar? Qatar Abu Dhabi, where they pushed each Qatar. other off. Qatar, and... no, nothing really happened. Qatar, Lewis was gone. Like he didn't even get close. Oh right. Then I think then just Saudi. Uh, then just. Abu Dhabi and Saudi. And why? Because Max thinks he's entitled to things. Exactly. This is the thing. If you if you're so if you're so confident, like why you know, surely you think you can just overtake him again. Yeah. Like why I, I why, be, why be why be a bitch about it if you know you're better? Like exactly. if you think you're so like so much better than everyone else. This is the thing. Everyone likes to... No one likes to really give too much of an opinion about Silverstone or Monza. Um, you know, and I, I, I tried not to be too vocal about either of those things. But when you think about it, like, Lewis got, got the blame for, you know, oh, Max was... Uh, Max was still had the same amount of points as Lewis, even though he had, like, more DNFs. Okay, but two of the, his DNFs were from crashes where he just didn't, he wouldn't back off. Like, he complained, he complained both times that Lewis didn't leave the space. And also... Okay, but in Silverstone, that was his, that was Lewis's racing line. And in Monza, Max just attacked the curb. Yeah. Because there was no space there. There was no road there to drive on. And he, like, he caught himself on the curb and flung himself up into the air. Like, Lewis was ahead in both of those, in, both of those instances. Like... Fair enough, okay, that you want to call them racing decisions. I can agree with that. If you want to just put it down to that, that's fine. But there's a pattern. It yeah. You know? And it's there's always, always a pattern. Um I I think someone even said this in the episode. I can't remember. But I think West Toto as well. It's like every time Max is afraid of losing the race mm. in an overtake, he goes above and beyond that either both of them go out or his contender goes out. And it's been yeah. like and it's been like this ever since the beginning. Like even in 2016 when he began, where yeah. he was a bit more rowdy, yes. He's calmed down a little. But now I've I've said this to you. When he's under pressure, he yeah. doesn't let up and he feels that pressure and is like, well, if I'm not gonna win 
neither of us are gonna. Honestly, the prime example of that for me is in Jeddah because yeah, he had he wasn't up against he was up against he wasn't racing anyone like physically there in the moment. Obviously, it's all to do with the time sheets, but he wasn't racing anyone. Like it was just for was... funsies, I guess. Yeah. Why is like, he? I mean, in qualifying, like you know. Oh yeah. You know he wasn't. He wasn't racing anyone, and he buckled under the pressure. Like I thought it was interesting how in Drive to Survive they showed more that he wasn't very well. Um, in the lead up to the qualifying session, but then if it's like if you don't feel well, and then you go like, look what happened. He went out and he crashed. Whether that be pressure. Or what? Like, it's just it's that just, could have been so much worse. Yeah. When you have the when you have the added context as well, it's like thank God no one else was on the track. You're driving around. You don't feel well. Yeah, and the problem that I have with, let's say, the Jeddah brake test, um, I've talked about this in the Jeddah episode in more detail. So mm-hmm. if you want to listen to that, go to the Jeddah episode. Um. In F2 before that, a crash happened that was quite similar to a mm. car running full force over a standing car. Yeah. And if Lewis wouldn't have... He reacted in a way that he went to the side, so only his the side of the wing was hit. This would have been the same crash over again. And it, yeah. It is a safety hazard at some point. And now that more, let's say, street circuits or like slimmer circuits are on the race calendar, it's only going to be more of a safety hazard. Yeah, because now like we've got Imola until 2025, 2026, I think. Yeah, and we have... That's very narrow circuit, Monaco, Jeddah... One, yeah, Jeddah is the second one. <sighs> you know, like... Wait, isn't, just... isn't Jeddah this month as well? Yeah, Jeddah's the second race. Is next week, right? Yeah, oh, don't say this. <laughs> yes, Jeddah is next week. Yeah. Ooh. But, you know, like... It's, it's definitely... It's a pattern. You can it's a cle- pattern. You can um... clearly see it. I just feel like it's it's interesting to see the drive to survive perspective on that because you know you clearly see there's no like sympathy from Red Bull or from Max. Max, by the way, who didn't want to be in it, is in it more than like Lewis. Ninety percent of yeah, literally more than Lewis and like Lando, Daniel put together all of them. I thought that was quite interesting, you know, how he he wasn't in it supposedly, and then I saw him more times than I've seen like myself in the mirror. No, like he, he was just always there. No, he said he didn't want to do the one-on-one interviews because they th- take things out of context. Well, they do that anyways. They do that with all of it. Like all of that footage is manipulated. Like and even like, they they took radio messages. They took interview. Me- like footage and audio yeah. 
and cut it together so it fits. So you could also go into the one-on-one -on -one interviews. It wouldn't make any difference. Because at no. the end of the day, they're going to cut it the way they want to, to fit their narrative. Exactly. But he was, like, so, like, anti... Netflix. Drive to Survive, like, didn't want any part of it whatsoever. And then he was in every bloody scene. Yeah. Something <sighs> to do with that, like... It was, it was literally was another it, interesting thing. It was literally more Max content than during a normal race weekend. Literally, he was everywhere. And, like, that's fine. I've got no problem if you be in it. Go for it. But don't, like, do this whole thing of, oh, you're so against it. Like, you're so much better than everyone else because you don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. And then there you are in every single, like, every single time we see the Red Bull garage, there you are. Like, he was like, he had a whole character arc. That's a lot for someone who's not in it. True. I just thought, like... The only thing about Max is... Like, he's quick. He's very talented. He's a great driver. But I just can't... He needs to ...overlook all the other stuff. Like, just this whole thing with Lewis is just so... Like... It's kindergarten from his I, side. I appreciate that, you know, it's probably more the people around him than it's actually him. Like, that's something I believe. Like, you know, you look at Christian. Yeah, the, enable, the enabling of, like, Christian yeah. and like his, his dad. dad. Yeah. And, like, you must, you know, I genuinely think that if you took all of that influence away, he wouldn't have this, like, he wouldn't have such a terrible relationship with Lewis. And I know neither of them. Like, you see the way they interact when there's no one else there. Like, after um, Max won the championship... You know, like, and the way they are when they have press conferences and stuff together. Like, they get along fine. It's just the way all of this other stuff is manipulated. And Christian Horner and his, like... Yeah. He just... He, his resentment, it's embarrassing. <laughs> like, it's it's uncomfortable to look at. Like, you, you really hate these people. Like, For they're better what? than you. They did better than you. That's your problem. That's not their fault. They did better than you for eight years. Okay, that's that's a you problem. That's not a them problem. Literally everything you could say about Christian Horner, it's like it's a you problem. Deal with it yourself. No, but like I just don't understand. Like why, you know? Maybe it's a male he thing. Hates, he he hates. It's, it's a Christian Horner thing. He hates Lewis. He hates Toto. He hates Mercedes. You know, it's not their fault that they are better than you. If your car can't compete and your drivers haven't been able to compete for eight years, that's your fault. Do something to fix that. You've got all the resources in front of you to be able to do that. Literally, Red Bull is your title sponsor. You are literally the Red Bull brand. Yeah. They have so much money that they could spend. But they... <sighs> I, yeah. Can we move on to the Haas episode? I don't want Please. to talk about Christian Horner more. Um, because the first thing I have to say is another quote that just aged badly um, about from Egg himself, where he said, I'm here to stay, which yeah, turned out um, he didn't stay. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, kind, I'm kind of sad that drive to survive came out now 
because can you imagine that they would have filmed like a little bit of like well um 2021 kevin magnuson in the house that would have you been know, hilarious I was, but let's think about the content we're gonna get this time next year when season, the next season comes out i'm just saying yeah true all the K-Mag content. And also, like, the departure of Rokali and Egg. Definitely going to be something. Like, We're I gonna... have to say... Yeah. And this may not be well-received, but I don't care. Um, House episode is one of my favourites. No, it is. It is. Because... It's hilarious. We all went in thinking... Oh my god! Again, similar to like the whole Red Bull Christian Horner thing, we all went in thinking, "Oh my god, this is gonna be terrible." They're giving this, like, they're gonna try and redeem him, and they're gonna give him this platform. Nope. And again, I don't think they did that. They, I think to be they, fair, Netflix they slandered him. Netflix went about this in actually quite an interesting way, in that they showed all of these things that, in theory, would make you sympathize with him if or if they didn't put all the other stuff in as well. Like, yeah. the relationship with his engineers, his relationship with Gunther. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, his, it's, no, it's, actu- it's actually quite right how you said it. Was that right? Okay, yeah. that was literally me, like, having a no, function. So it's, I'll take it's, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, German yeah. lessons to go. Yeah. yeah. I think I'd be terrible at German, but we move. I'm very expressive, actually. Maybe I could do it. Probably. Better than I my, with my hand. Better than my Arabic, probably. I yeah, my Arabic's kind of non-existent. You don't need to worry about that. <laughs> um, um, but like all of the stuff with how he interacted with yeah Gunter and the team and the whole thing with his dad, like none of this looks good. Okay, no. and then you have Mick, who is like the golden boy, the angel. He- he is. From, he is you know, the angel. The relationship between Gunther and and Mick with like the Aldi yeah. photo shoot. The Aldi photo shoot. First of all, incredible, incredible, incredible. The pictures. I had the this catalog. I'm so jealous. I hope you've like got it framed. No, I didn't. <laughs> we actually threw it away. What's wrong with you? <laughs> My parents did. I'm sorry. That's terrible. Um, yeah, I. I would have kept it in like a glass case and like only touched it with gloves on. <laughs> um, yeah, and like the way Gunther joked around with it, like yeah, it's it's always has been my biggest dream to like be in an Aldi catalogue, and yeah, I, honestly, I I love Gunther so much, and I love how he was like, look, this is like we have no money. This is what we got to do. We yeah. just got to do this. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> um, and what I found quite interesting, it's similar to what you said, the contrast between Egg, who was quite angry. He said, I hate all of this. Accused the team of having two different the cars. <laughs> the conspiracy. As if, as if they had the budget. Yeah, I was, I, I was going to say this. How would they financially... Like, wouldn't... His dad is literally financing that team. Wouldn't yeah. it be, like, kind of obvious if one car would have had more developments than the other? Exactly. So, like... Anyway, I don't think the FIA, like, 
kind of weird. Would have been cool with that either. So, you know. Yeah. Um, and the way they contrasted Egg's kind of, not only his relationship to the team, but the car as well. To Mick. Yeah, he did not gel with that car. <laughs> to, to Mick, who was like, yeah, car was great. Amazing. Let's go. We move. Cut and to like... him crying. <laughs> It was screaming down the radio. I love how they tried to like. There were two things that that they kind of Netflix kind of got wrong. That was kind of stupid of them to do. The first one was like trying to show his like character arc by like um, with like Sochi. Being, well, Sochi is one thing, yeah, but also the way it was like he him suddenly being nice to his engineers, like you know. Yeah, no, that didn't quite like, happen. Try, yeah, he, they tried to like show that he'd like changed, and also no, yeah, he didn't. He, like, oh yeah, you finished uh, ahead of Nick and Latifi. Yeah, because they DNF. Mm. Like it wasn't. <laughs> like give us a and fact. like suddenly it's confirmed that of... uh, that that his dad is going to sponsor the team for another year. Yeah, suddenly. Um... Incredible. There are a couple of things though that Netflix did make a couple of mistakes that I did notice, like the that, like oh he finished ahead of them, yeah they DNF, um the whole Bahrain thing with Daniel and Lando they like misquoted they put Lando's radio in the wrong place, yeah like you yeah. know at the start of that race Lando was like oh he pushed me off like no he didn't and he didn't say that, um. Also, they said Max won the sprint race in Italy. No, Bottas did. Bottas did. And then he had a penalty. I was, was, yeah, I was watching that episode and I was thinking, Lando didn't come third. No, he he came fourth, but Bottas had the penalty. Yeah, Bottas had the penalty. And and they were like, and Max Verstappen wins the sprint race. Daniel Ricciardo comes second. I was like, Lando did not come third. Like, I was like so confused what happened. No, because I, I was like... I literally oh. remember. I literally remember Daniel with the medal with third. Yeah, I, I was for so long. I was like, I simply did not understand what happened. <laughs> like, I couldn't. It didn't make any sense. I was saying to my mum, I was like, but, but Lando didn't come there. He didn't. I was just like having a whole thing, and I just couldn't remember that Valtteri existed. <laughs> I mean, we all kind of forgot all due that. respect. No, I love him. We'll, we'll get to Valtteri. We'll get to Valtteri. Can I be honest? Like, now that he's an Alfa Romeo, I like him better than when he was at Merck. I don't even but know how? why. How can you... Like, because he was Lewis's bestie. He was his wingman. Yeah, but, his, but you know who's... His... But you know who's now Lewis's bestie? George. George! Well, let's see. We don't know. That could <laughs> rapidly decline. <laughs> Especially if we listen to Damon Hill. Hills did he once again the, uh... did, did he once again drop a hot take yes he did today he was like my He's mom not... dramatically read it to me she was like yeah damon hills back on it i was like what's he said and she was like explaining it to me and he she did like a dramatic reading um similar to my dramatic reading of damon hills tweet um from a few After... episodes ago yeah from abu dhabi yeah um basically he's been Lewis needs to watch out with this young teammate. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so yeah. I think George out. knows. I think George knows his role in. Yeah, Mer- I think so. Very so George well. George is also. We need to talk about George actually. 
from but I don't know if you want to talk about Yuki and Eki Bessie first. Um no, I think Williams came next, so Williams I was gonna talk about Merck George though. Oh yeah, then then I have to talk about Esty Bestie and Yuki. Okay, sorry. Williams thing though. One Williams thing. Yost. He's <laughs> a legend. He's and incredible. I never knew. I never knew. Didn't like, you? We don't get a lot of Williams content at all. No, because can I can I say this? Like, um, whenever I like every race shortly before the start. There is, they ask like Jos Capito for an interview, and he always wishes the Sky View is like, enjoy the race, have fun, go get some but snacks. We yeah, only, every we only race. Ever get, for us, that's either Christian Horner, um, Otmar, or um, <laughs> you get Otmar. very rarely Andreas. Mm. Mostly, no. most of the time, it's Christian Horner. No, we have Christian Horner. Uh, Andreas, Franz Toast. We never get Franz. Well, very rarely. We do get him sometimes. And Jost Capito. Jost That's... is just incredible. He he's, never speaks to us. He's Why amazing. Really Maybe you should start learning German and then watch Sky German. My name is not Pierre Gasly. D- Stop. Please. <laughs> that was funny. No. Pierre, Pierre had very limited time in Drive yes. to Survive. Thank but he had some, God. He had some good moments. Thank God. Stop. I love him. I love no. him. His... I... Go on, say it. <laughs> I feel like people are going to hate me when I say this. Both that Ed... does not do it for you. No, I hated. Like with both SD Bestie. Kind of Charles too, but Charles is kind of different. Um, you want to guess? <laughs> no, it's a it's the influence from Italy, actually. Yeah. Um, because he pronounces some things in an in, in an Italian accent, which is weird. I love it when Charles speaks Italian. Yeah, I love it when Daniel speaks Italian. Goodbye. No, but like the <laughs> the, the French accent enraged me, and like. Okay, this, this was is, this was even in the Vanity Fair interview. Actually. No, it's a German thing. Um, <laughs> stop laughing! It's true. You're coming. You're coming to my brand here. It's a German thing. We've moved from it's a British thing to it's a German thing. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about this? Coming to my brand. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't like it. Another thing I didn't like about the episode, why would you compare a rookie who has not driven an F1 car before to a driver who has had multiple seasons in F1 and quite knows how to drive a car? Thank you very much. Who are we? Whoa, hang on a minute. Who are we talking about? Yuki and Esti Bestie. Oh, sorry, we're comparing them. Okay, we've moved on. Cool. Yes. The, that, this <laughs> that comparison didn't stick well. Like, I thought throughout the episode, if you want to compare some people, like, do it only with Mick and Egg. To be fair, yeah, I did think it was a bit of a weird take, to be honest. Like, the fact that they made an episode half about Esteban, half about Yuki, I was like, what are you trying to show here? Like, no, I did they, think that was a bit strange. No, they were trying to... said, yeah, both junior drivers. 
Yeah, but, but Esteban been here for a long time. Yeah, exactly. he had a couple seasons the out. Only, like... the, the only reason Esteban is a junior driver is because Fernando is so old. <laughs> Literally. Like that, speaking of comparing drivers, though, when they compared the Gasman to Nando, I was like... <laughs> That's a bit much. <laughs> Fernando's like, literally. I don't get me wrong. I know. I know who I prefer. I know who I prefer. But like, come on. Yeah, it's let's, a hot. Let's be real. This this whole episode was a hot take. Also, hate crime on Yuki for not letting this man pee. Thank you very yeah, much. No, seriously, that like, that broke my heart. This man just wanted to. He just wanted to sleep and he had to work out in the morning. Yeah, he was like, to be honest, I can relate to this. Anytime I work out in the morning, it ruins my whole day as well. Yeah. Just makes you sleepy. Wait, um, just do my thing. Don't work out. Yeah, that as well. Good shout. I'm kind of going through that at the moment, to be fair. Um, simply don't work out. I'm yeah. not Formula 1 driver. And like... Yuki is a relatable king, and Will Buxton saying, even people in Milton Keynes don't live in Milton Keynes, kind of <laughs> was something quite special. No offence, if you live in Milton Keynes, like, I'm sorry, but like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- once again, when you watched that episode and was like, yeah, he dropped, Will said something, and he now has, like, half a right, and I was like... He has like, half a right. What? And and then you're like, yeah, with the thing with Milton Keynes, I was like, you're not giving him half a ride for that, right? And you were like, no, he deserves a ride for that because no one likes Milton Keynes. Yeah, first of all, Rebel were there. Second of all, it's Milton Keynes. Also, speaking of, I'm convinced that Red Bull have got some weird prison apartment complex where they keep all their drivers. Because what was Liam Lawson doing there? Um, he, <laughs> like, no, I think they live together. Do they? I, because... Yeah, Liam. Liam stream. <laughs> I I think he used to stream or someone else, another Red Bull Junior driver. And Yuki is always there. Like every yeah, yeah. they all live in one big, like Red Bull sponsored dormitory prison i mean i mean it looked like a prison not gonna lie it was quite i mean it was quite nice to be fair good for them but i don't know are we yuki is a dear dear precious angel and franz tost is like his mean granddad (laughs) like he was being so rude Yuki's out here getting a full degree as well as being a Formula One driver. No, that's that... actually no. He isn't getting the degree. They asked well, him, doing and something. he's. They were asking him in the press conference, and he's like, he doesn't have the mind capacity to do a degree, which is kind of he hilarious. Was... Yeah, I can relate actually. But he was doing something, and Francis out here calling him lazy. Like, just leave him alone. He's working but so also... hard. He's like literally also... a baby. Literally, the dramatic, the dramatic pov of like Yuki and Esteban fighting for like P thirteen <laughs> will never not be funny to me. Like no, but the thing is, I was thinking they were fighting for tenth place, like the last point. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, P thirteen. I was like, did they okay. drop ble- back three places? No, that's just where they were at that point in the season. Like. 
don't know. I love it when Drag Five does that though. Like it will be like you know, yeah, like like egg in in Sochi. Like oh yeah, you you finished ahead of Latifian Mick. Like he was fighting for like position when there was simply no one behind him. <laughs> well, there yeah. were cars behind him, you know, because they were lapping him. Um, um. Also, like, the whole dramatic thing of him, like, unlapping himself from Lando and, like, that. Yeah, it's just, it's just, yeah. You know what I would have liked if they included that? Like, the whole, he doesn't know how to respect blue flags thing? Yes. Because that has been a topic for, like, half of the season. I think he won, like, an award for that, did he not? I don't know. Yeah. No, but I have. I don't know. Before we continue this, because you found something out um, during the weekend, which I, I never would have thought that this, that you don't know this, um, <laughs> because my dear co-host only found out this weekend that Lance's sister is in a relationship with Daniel's bestie, Scotty James. Yeah, okay. But Scotty James, okay, let me defend myself right now. Um, um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so basically Scotty James is one of those people that has one of those names where I easily mistake him for other people in other professions. No, he's like, the snowman. I know he's the snowman. Okay, that's what I call him. <laughs> he's the same man. But don't tell me that he doesn't sound like he should be a DJ or something. <laughs> no, you mean like uh, Martin Garrix? Yeah, he sounds like he should be a DJ. Yeah, no. I, Case mm. closed. No, you can't argue with this. Like, the thing is, but every time I'm like, oh, Scotty James, it's him. Daniel's friend, the snowman. Like, I know who that is. But if you just say to me in passing, oh, Scotty James, I'm not going to know who that is. Like, I'm sorry. Formula One is too much for me on its own. You want me to know other sports people? Well, uh... Shush. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) There is nothing to add to this. Okay. Yeah. There is nothing more to add to this. Yeah. I did not watch any football. Um, Absolutely not. Wait. Oh, no. Bessie, I have to interrupt you here because I have just found out something devastating. This is not F1 related, by the way. Do you have COVID? No. I'm (laughs) I'm negative. Thank you very much. Because otherwise I would have started crying already. No. Um... Do you remember the dude um, that I sent you yesterday who whose birthday was? The hockey man. Yeah, the hockey man. He got traded away from my team like 10 minutes ago. Oh, no. uh, He's so hot. Yeah, he is so hot. He's also colorblind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. do you want me to do with this? I don't know. Move on. I'm crying on the inside. Yeah. Um, okay, Scotty James. Ignore, ignore Lena. Let's talk about Scotty James again. Um, yeah, I don't know who that is. Like, if you if I didn't if you didn't give me the context, I wouldn't know who that person is. I'm sorry. I know I'm a terrible person. I know this is a betrayal. I know, 
but I don't. I barely even knew for a long time who Lance was dating. You want me to know who his sister is dating? <laughs> what do you want me to do with this? I don't know. I thought it was a fun fact. I but you, you. I didn't know. I simply didn't know. I didn't know that this was an important piece of information. There were a lot of things that I didn't know about until Drive to Survive came out. Like I didn't know how seriously. Mr. Norris was considered, I can't speak English, considered for the Merc seat. Yeah. You know, there were, I didn't know about Scotty James. Like, sue me. Yeah. I can't know everything. <laughs> um, another couple things for the Alpine Afatari oh, episode. The... Who is this Alpine boss man? Like, did anyone actually know about him? Has anyone seen him before? Like, I've never seen this man. In no, my because life. because I have to talk about this. Um, they had a compilation of Cyril, and then Cyril and then they said to the new Alpine, like team principal, "Well, Cyril is no longer with us. He didn't die. They really did make it sound like he died." Yeah. Also, and this guy was like, yeah, I simply that I simply I was took over. Here. Yeah, I was not here for that big man. Um, like... Also, also the comparison of Pierre with Nico Rosberg, incredible, immaculate. No, I I hated it. No, it was everything because it was so accurate. Did you see that man's fit? Yeah, but it's just a Britney tan cosplay. suit. It's just a tan suit. Yeah, that's the trademark. Nico Rosberg core. No. They're gonna, they, I'm going to see on Tumblr like Nico Rosberg aesthetic and it's just dudes with like a tan suit on. To be fair, all of the Sky presenters wear like beige and grey and like just pale blue. Yeah, but Nico tan. does that. But Nico does that in his free time as well. Yeah, exactly. This is the thing. So like... Um, it's weird. Another, <laughs> another thing was that Fernando said, you always help the younger driver. Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Mm. We, we, him. we know from experience that this isn't true, at least in Fernando's case. Um, yeah, we had the focus on Lewis's lonely start with Stan. Um, yeah, and Esty Bestie they winning. They didn't show us the the Nando Lewis fight, which I thought was actually quite funny. It was funny, yeah. He was fighting the for his life. Were crying. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, we didn't see the Alonso Hamilton fight. Yeah, thank God for that. Have I not suffered enough? To be honest. Yeah, no. You're gonna suffer more because we're on to the George Valtteri episode. Oh, where they mentioned Sakir. Finally, we've been waiting for this. I feel like they have waited. Like Toto said to them, well, we're going to put George in the Merc next year and like announce the contract. Just don't put yeah. this in now. Wait another year. Yeah. Also, the bonk was in there from Imola. The bonk was in there. Like, I didn't... This episode made me realise how close George got to not getting that seat. Yeah. I thought it was pretty much in the bag. Like, I know they left it ages to make the official decision, but, like, I can't be the only one that thought George was just, like, had a shoe in. 
Like yeah. he or, I he very nearly didn't get that seat. Yeah. Through his own fault. Um also we had George and Carmen, the OTP. Carmen is sunshine in human form. Yeah. This woman is like just the way she speaks to people. Like when she was, she's just so like lovely. Like when the fans were coming up to him and she was like, Do you want me to take the picture? Like, also her voice. Her voice, she's an angel. She's amazing. I love her. Yeah. Go, boss. Um, it's yeah and then we had the moment of like Valtteri and George in the press conference <laughs> the press conference Valtteri was <laughs> Valtteri was not having any of it and I George loved that yeah and like I loved how the the press dude I I can't remember his name Tom Clarkson Tom, Tom Clarkson who said oh you're like on time it's like do they always come in late like other drivers? Yes, guarantee. Lewis is always late. Yeah, but he's also Sir Lewis. Yeah, exactly. It's fine. As a German, I don't like tardiness. Thank you very much. You'd hate me in real life. No, I, I would love <laughs> you. I'd, I'd wait for you. Only for you. Aww. Aww. Um... Yeah, I Your don't... German efficiency does not pair well with every aspect of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we fit well for each other. Like, I compensate what you don't have and you compensate what I don't have. Yeah, it's true. It's true. true. Um, yeah, I loved that um, Toto said it to George. Like, no. not... Like, not even in a formal, like, here's the contract, more like in a formal, like, in a normal meeting before they went to dinner. No, I'm not being funny. The way, the way Toto told him he had that seat was something of nightmares. <laughs> Led him into a dark corner, surrounded by tyres, low visibility, darkness. I thought, I would have thought I was about to be killed if I was George. <laughs> Like, that was jarring. But then he took him out on a dinner date, so I suppose it makes up for it. But, like, yeah. you can't tell me that's not terrifying. <laughs> Although I'd probably follow Toto Wolf into a dark corner. Who wouldn't? I would prefer it be Toto than anyone else. So, yeah. like... um, I actually can't remember much from the ninth episode, except for Pain. Just uh, Jeddah. Just just Jeddah. Also, no, I have one quote quote. Um from Chris from Christian. He's still the same guy that turned up at the team as as a sixteen year old. It's not compliment. And like it's not the compliment he thought it was. Like no. it just shows that he's just as immature as he was back then and he's literally twenty four now. That is eight that is eight years ago. He's got another eight years, so it's fine. No, not eight, mm. six. Six. Oh, well. Long enough. Long enough. Um, yeah. We Jenna. got a tiny, tiny snippet of Brazil, which was lovely. I would have loved for them to focus more on Brazil. I'm, I would have loved, like, all the gates. You know, all the, like, all the gates. Proper, give us some proper drama. No, the thing... <sighs> 
somewhere was like Wingate, but it was in the wrong race where they um had yeah, to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like in Qatar. It was Wingate and they were to in Qatar and I was like, wait, that was the in Brazil. Is, yeah, they got all their gates mixed up because um they did netflix needs i should be their like gate correspondent explain all the gates to them because they just, they just need to listen to this podcast yeah literally netflix if you're listening hit us up well gladly they should make a documentary team. about us no, please, please no. I will That'd cry. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah, they got their gates mixed up because in Qatar there was a big problem, and the big problem was Christian Horner going <laughs> to the stewards. So get your gates right, Netflix. Come on. Exactly. Slacking. Um. Yeah. And then. But yeah, it was mostly just Saudi, Qatar, a hint of Brazil, lots of pain, lots of anger. You know what was worse though? The last episode. Yeah, the last 40, episode made me violent. 45 minutes of pain. Literally. And why did they have to start the race so early? Oh, 20, it was so much. So much. 25 content. minutes of. Was it. It was either 25 minutes of race or 25 minutes in and they started the race. Either way, I, I hated I, it have to say i would have rather watched the race and th- I, this is something because the race genuinely makes me feel physically sick yeah but same i cannot watch anything of abu dhabi this is the first time i've watched replays of abu dhabi um no i was literally about to throw up when i watched yeah, literally, that i felt it made me it just really just upset me i hated it like but i would have rather seen that than seen red bull celebrating for ages <sighs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a sacrifice yeah. I'm willing to make. Like, we didn't see more, too much more than what we saw at the actual race. Like, we didn't get too much behind the scenes. Apart from the whole helmet thing with Max and Christian. Yeah, but that was, like, ten seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, like, yeah. that's what I mean. It could um, be so much worse. <laughs> the thing that I... What I liked was that they put in Paris fighting like a lion. We stand. Um, we don't. We don't stand. We hate we, every second of that. Yes, but we kind of. I mean, I stand Paris for being brave. Like, oh yeah, I, okay. Don't I, get me wrong. His drive. His like. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then Christian once again dropping a hot take. Nothing is going. Was not going our way. I yeah, said he truly really made this seem like a whole like religious experience. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I I I said to this Christian, did you snort too much crack again? Yeah. Because we all know, like, it's not it's it, it's an open secret. Everyone knows all the um, cocaine. All all the cocaine. Um, respect to be honest. The, the, the thing most respectable was... thing about him is his poke addiction. Let's face it. <laughs> um, this went in with another quote of his. Like, every time we touch their car, we get a penalty. And every time they touch our car, they don't get nothing. Simply Excuse not me. Simply have not you true. not seen the same season as we did? No, because he's too high on all the coke. 
it's yeah also the way that they made it look like red bull influenced michael marcy mm-hmm. they made it worse than it actually was i think I'm yeah not lie. <laughs> like all the haters that were like no it was all going by the rules like after their episode they went quiet which was like a true crime documentary for netflix like they fully showed that like that went wrong yeah and like even even the way with the safety car where will once again had a right when he said well with the way the whole safety car thing was handled um and the left cars may overtake mm. and i quote Max was the only beneficiary. Yeah. And this sentence spoke back. And this sentence, ladies, gentlemen, and non non-binary pals, is how you make Red Bull and Max look like the bad guy. Thank you very much. Good evening. I mean Will Buxton spent like nine episodes being like, I love Red Bull, and then turned around and said that. So yeah, and then I sent you as I send out a trigger warning of pain to you. Yeah, thanks. Because for that. because I watched the episode before you, and it was literally twig- trigger warning pain. Yeah, in a strange kind of events, you it's... finished it before I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to explain this a little because it came out on Friday. Um, I wasn't home the whole of Friday, and you started on Friday. I wasn't mm-hmm. at home on Saturday until 6 p.m. And I still finished it before you. I worked like... Yeah, you you worked hard. Not Three days. Yeah. <laughs> I was simply dying. You go, Bessie. I, I, did, I, I, I got it done. It took a bit longer, but I got it done. Yeah. Um. To be fair, I got the thing is like I could have watched more on Friday night, but I was like emotionally exhausted. I watched like four episodes, and I skipped the house episode, and then I had to go back to the house episode. You know. Yeah. But it was a lot. Come on, you got you gotta be honest. Like, be glad that you didn't skip the house episode because that, oh, that no, was... I was always going to watch it I just my mum wanted to watch Monza so you know <laughs> gotta make the sacrifices okay true um, because out of all of these the house episode was comedic cinema true um, yeah I think do you have anything else to say about Drive to Survive for this season no simply okay. I'm Never I'm done. Again. I'm I'm not gonna watch this season ever again. Not gonna lie. To be honest, I don't think I will either. Like the like, other... I've I've watched all the other ones. I've yeah. Watched all the other ones, but this one, I I think I'm good. Yeah, I I've had enough. Thank you very much. Um, so can we talk about the Vanity Fair shoot? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last thing we have to talk about is the Vanity Fair shoot. I mean, I've got some other little news snippets, one of which we have to discuss, but let's start with Vanity Fair. Okay, let's start with Vanity Fair. Do you want to start or do you want me to drop the hot take? Drop your hot take. Okay. Um, I think the initiative of bringing F1 in, like, a fashion magazine to get more people to, like, pay attention to the sport was a good idea 
Mm. I hated the outfits. Each and each and every one of them. Like, (sighs) Lando in that one outfit looked like a sailor boy and I wanted to punch him. Daniel (laughs) Daniel in pink. What is he doing? What do you mean? Oh my god. This is terrible. (laughs) This is so much worse than I could have ever thought. (laughs) I gave you a trigger warning. I gave you a disclaimer for this. Um, The only outfit I liked was George's with the green coat. But everything else... What about him in the white suit? (sighs) I thought it was too big. Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm right, gonna. I'm on my way. To I'm open gonna Instagram. I'm gonna shut up now. Okay. Yeah. Get ready for the hot take. I'm just pulling up the pics, so I've got a reference point here because I'm about to annihilate your hot take. Okay. <laughs> Daniel, <sighs> fire. Okay. No, but, but some what... of my non-Formula One friends, um, they. We want to see him in the Glee Kurt skirt, just from the pink fit, okay? The other fit he did with the weird scarf belt thing and the blue and the white and his arms, incredible. Okay, that one, that the one singular, I The singular sock peeking out in the pink fit no. has, like, revolutionized fashion. No, okay? it didn't. Yes, it did. Um. Anyway, next, let's just... Lando Norris. <laughs> that, I mean, he got done dirty. Let's face it, he did get done dirty in as, the as weird editing be. thing. As he where, should be. Yeah, but the other fit with like the Louis Vuitton jacket. No. With the high kick, he no. looks good. I don't know. Pink socks, the jacket, the brown. I love it. Brown's like one of my favorite colors. So this went hard. He looked good. Skin tone colors amazing like the the blue and pink as- uh, like accents i'm a bit of a fashion nerd this is something and, and i love camp one of my favorites like when the met gala did the whole camp thing amazing like yeah but most of them didn't even follow the theme in the met yeah, gala but the ones that did popped off this is like i know this isn't very extreme like in comparison obviously but it's one of my favorite styles because you can just do anything, and and say, you know, it's, and say it's camp. Yeah, Pierre for me, you know, it was good. I preferred the suit picks for Pierre. Yeah, like the 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 white suit. I prefer that to the other fit he did. But he looks good, and I'm glad he was included. Um, to be honest, Esty Bestie, I don't really know what they were going for with him. They made him look like a cult leader. Like, there's one picture of him which I really like. It's, like, the weird tie-dye suit thing with, like, the really deep V. Like, yeah, I like that one. The the picture where he's, like, levitating, I'm not as big on. But, you know, I like the trousers. Like, I like all of the different components of the outfit, but just not together, maybe. Also, why is he levitating? We don't know. George popped off. George popped off. George looked so good. The white suit with the white, um, yeah, full white fit, flared trousers, the the little eye detailing with the clock, amazing. He looks good. The stubble was the right choice. 
green is his colour. George, if you feel like going to Aston Martin in the future when you're old and can't drive anymore, let's do it. Let's make it happen. Like with the pink accents. I'm here for it. No, but that was that was literally the only outfit that I liked. And it's No, I love all of it. It's it's probably with the green, it's probably the fact that green and blue go well together. Yes. With the eyes and stuff. I need some of these other pictures though, because we've got them in other fits, like Esteban's weird white cult leader outfit, Lando's little sailor boy outfit. Um, it's giving Adore You music video. That's what they were trying to do to Lando, I think. I really know. It, it, it's, yeah, but it's giving the... a lot of Harry Styles, I have to say. Mm. It yeah. is giving Harry Styles, and yeah. I love that. No, I don't. Okay, well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told you I told you my take is quite hot. I cannot articulate in words how I responded when I saw these pictures yesterday. Like this has got my my friends who like hate Formula One. This is not hate it, they just hate me because I talk about it all the time. Um this has got them we had a very long discussion about this yesterday. Like this is how revolutionary this is. But we want to see Daniel Ricardo wearing the Kurt skirt. I hate Glee. Glee is genuinely something traumatic for me. It is um, traumatic. But, yeah, but I want to see him in the Kurtzka. McLaren make it happen. My friend DM McLaren. It's so, My friend who hates Formula it's One. hilarious. My friend who cannot stand Formula One, who, who has suffered because of my obsession hyperfixation on formula one actually dm'd me clara me, me claren mclaren me claren me claren they should name it that they she, she dm'd mclaren a picture of the kurtzka and said simple but effective you know what you need to do <laughs> and i respect that so much as she should to be honest and they better listen she says she's just going to keep doing that until they respond. But there are a couple of things I need to say about the Vanity Fair thing that I don't agree with. Okay. Where are Yuki, Charles and Lewis? Didn't, Where are they? Didn't Lewis do one already? Yeah, I mean, I know, but come on. Squad formation. Yeah, true. Also, like... why I wish they did like a group pick. Can you imagine? Yeah, but that's not like possible a... with COVID, isn't it? Yeah, but they're all like all together all the time anyway, aren't they? Yeah, but with masks and stuff, except for like in the car. Yeah, I, but I, it's still it would have been like a Renaissance painting. Can you imagine Daniel going to the show? Daniel Lando, and then... this is the thing though. Daniel Lando could have done it. <sighs> True. Dando photo shoot in no. the in the Vanity Fair. Field. No, oh, would have loved it. No, would have loved it. I love it so much. I I, I um I can't believe you hate it. To be honest, we all know we all know that I'm right. Um, <laughs> you know what I know you right. know what I found funny about the whole Vanity Fair photo shoot. Um, all the straight men that had a mental breakdown about the fruitiness of this whole photo shoot. Yes, this was amazing. It, incredible, because all these people were like pulling on, on Lewis for doing a Vanity Fair shoot, and then 
their faves are like doing one as well. Yeah, exactly. Like everyone that attacked Lewis for it is just terrible. But there are so many people that are like, <laughs> yeah, it's. <laughs> They're like, because their faves are doing it, they think it's amazing. Suddenly, like, wow. Like, no. I, I love that they did this. I I love that they did this. Yeah, no. I, I love that they did this. Can we please move it. on? Yes, and there's so, we need to talk about Christian Horner again, because this man revealed some very weird information this week. <sighs> Weird, weirder than the pics I've just sent you. The pics you just sent me are jarring, and I have told you that I think they are terrifying because Mick looks like he has come from a different planet. Um, um, <laughs> it's getting worse and worse. Guys, go and look at the pictures of Mick skydiving. <laughs> the external <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna sleep tonight. That's haunting. This is like what like people that have sleep paralysis see. Also, by the way, happy anniversary to the killing of Julius Caesar. Oh, thanks. You're Thank welcome. You, <laughs> Look at the picture of it. <laughs> make that my lock screen just to scare myself. Please in the do. Of the night. The one with me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> the fact that he's laughing at Esteban, but both of them look like that. <laughs> okay, anyway, Christian Horner. <laughs> the only thing more terrifying than those pictures. <laughs> I'm upset now, do you know that? Yeah, um, I, I love you too. Thank you so much for that. Um... I can't even focus. Yeah, anyway, if you if anyone like wants to be uncomfortable, look for the pictures of Mick and Esteban skydiving together. Um, indoors. Um yeah, Christian Horner revealed this week that he encouraged Lewis to go to Mercedes. Because apparently like back in the day him and Lewis were like besties because Lewis wanted to go to Red Bull following the success of uh, Seb. This is all according to Christian Horner. I don't know the ins and outs. This man lies. This, but this gets crazier because, yeah, apparently because McLaren were like on the rise again, he thought that he didn't think that having Seb and Lewis in the same team would be a good idea. So he encouraged him to go to Mercedes because McLaren were on the rise again, and he didn't want the competition from them from McLaren. Um, so he, he encouraged Lewis to go to Merck. Um, and he's like, yeah, well, that backfired on me, I guess. Like, can you imagine the time, how, like, drastically the timeline would have changed? Like, would Max have come to uh, Red Bull? What would have happened with Daniel? Like, would Max have gone to Mercedes? Like, can you imagine the shift in the timeline that this would have created if Lewis had gone to Red Bull? Bessie, I do not have the brain capacity to... No, exactly, because there's too many, like, too many questions. I don't think anyone has the brain capacity for that. Wait. Do... 
I think I need to make another chart. When did you say he was supposed to go to Red Bull? I think right before he made the decision to go to Mercedes. So what's that, 2012, 2011, around that sort of time? Wait. Uh, Seb had won a good couple of titles by then. Yeah, let me see this. So it must yeah. have been about 2011, 2012. I don't know really uh, when the negotiation started, but you know. This is all alleged, okay? This is, this yeah. is only what Christian Horner 20, said. Wait. 2013. Really that late? Yeah. 2013 okay. was his first season with... Yeah, because yeah, because Michael retired 2012. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm right. I'm gonna make a chart for this because I have nothing else to do. Um, Incredible. Yeah. What wouldn't have happened if that were the case? Because wait, Mark Webber would have been kicked out. Yeah, exactly. Mark Webber was. <laughs> okay, those pictures. <laughs> can't believe you've done this to me i love you too no i no i don't have the brain capacity for that right now um the thing is i don't see lewis in dark blue as a race suit i mean he could look he would look good yeah but like red bull is evil can you imagine can you imagine lewis with like his go positive attitude just going up against dr crazy and christian horner is this may is this maybe why christian despises lewis so much i mean that would be a pretty good reason i think from christian's side like obviously like you he he obviously didn't acknowledge Lewis's like potential, did he? Like, imagine turning Lewis Hamilton down, knowing what we now know. Like, that must be embarrassing for you. I mean, even more embarrassing than he already is. Or is it just Christian's way of saying again that the the, the reason Mercedes win is because of the car? Like, this is the thing you never know with this man. He's evil <sighs> and crazy. Or like, they would have been more successful if Lewis would have been at Red Bull and then once again going back to say um, that um, Zeb didn't do his job right and that was just the car yeah he's terrible <sighs> I hate he's genuinely him. genuinely terrible yeah he, Red Bull has the youngest world champion ever okay Zeb won four back to back Oh, thank God you said Zeb I was like, literally about to combust if you would have said Max. no 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 like this is the thing like you know, Seb had an older competitive teammate, you know. He was up against, like, Nando. He was up against all sorts of things. All sorts of stuff were thrown into the mix. And he's the youngest world championship ever. He's won four titles. And Christian Horner... Back to has, back. Like, like, the thing is, the reason that this annoys me so much, aside from the fact that this is Sebastian Vettel we're talking about, is the fact that this could backfire so much on Christian. Because what if Max doesn't win another one? Like, this is a possibility. That would be so embarrassing. Like, you've downplayed, like, your best driver historically. You've just downplayed him massively. So if you, if Max, your golden boy, does not win another handful of titles, even if he doesn't win one more title, I mean, that's embarrassing for you because you've just downplayed your biggest success as a team to be someone honest, who might not be able to deliver. Yeah. 
No, but like seeing how you explained this, Max would need to have at least four more championships to compensate. And honestly, nothing to do with Max. I don't think that's possible. No, everything to do with Max, I don't think that's possible. No, okay, fair enough. That's, you know, I can appreciate that side of it as well. But honestly, I don't think it would just be down to Max that if that doesn't happen. Like so many things are going to change in the next couple of years. This is another reason why I don't understand his massive contract extension. Like, there are so many things that are about to change. Like, you can't put it all on Max like that. You would you would think, as a driver, you would be more careful with your contract. At this moment in time, yeah, definitely. Look at, like, the, the amount of changes coming up is insane. Like, I don't understand. I mean, just, just look to see how the Red Bull change when we went into the hybrid era. Yeah. So this could all happen again. And maybe then will be the time for Merck to kind of take a a step back. We'll never know up until it happens. Mm, We're just going to have to wait it out, I guess. I guess, yeah. Do you have anything else to share? Um, not really. Okay, um, so ranking then. (laughs) Um, top, well, for me it's top five DTS storylines. My dear co-host was allowed a couple of honourable mentions. Yeah, because I investigated the Lando Gate. Yeah, um, the Lando Gate that wasn't... Do we want to talk about Lando Gate? It wasn't a Lando Gate, so no. I I mean, people are attacking him. When aren't they attacking him, though? No, but seriously, there are a lot of fans that are like... And I, it's Lewis fans, which makes me really upset, because everyone's accusing him of, like, being out of pocket and downplaying Lewis's success, when that's absolutely not what happened. And I've done my investigative journalism. Okay. And that's simply not what happened, so... Fight me. Yeah, do talk about one. Oh, okay, we're going to... Okay, cool. Yeah. Basically, Lando gave a very, very, very good interview. In fact, probably his best interview to date. He gave uh, on the... uh, What's it called? Bear with me one second. On the High Performance Podcast. Um, Which is basically just a podcast, you know, different people go on there and talk about what it's like to be a high-performance person. So that could be in any aspect, I think. Um, and Lando, like I'm, I'm currently writing an article about mental health and sports and stuff. So I was like, this is perfect. I can use this to like in for inspiration, blah blah blah. So I'm listening to this thing, and like I'm about to about to start like probably listening to it, and then it comes up on my radar that there's a Lando gate. So I'm like, okay, what has this man said? He's simply just playing golf and existing. Like, what could he have possibly done? And then. I go on Twitter because I live on the edge and uh, people are accusing him of basically downplaying Lewis's success. Um, which isn't they, the case. Which which isn't the case. Um, he was apparently, yeah, he's downplaying Lewis's success and people are saying like, oh, this is a really bold thing to say for like someone who hasn't won any races. So I was thinking, oh my God, what could he have possibly said? And I kind of went into it expecting 
because it's Lando, come on. I was kind of <laughs> expecting him to have said something. To be a Scorpio. Like, yeah, I was expecting him to have said something like somewhat controversial. So I'm listening to this podcast and I was watching it as well because you can either listen to it or you can watch it or you can whatever you want to do. Both options are there. Um, and like we're getting into it and he was like really like talking about like serious stuff. Like he was talking about you know mental health and the media and like the work he did when he first started with McLaren um and then we hit the first thing that people had picked up on which was him saying that you know when he started his work experience with McLaren um he would I think he was about 17 at the time he would stay with the mechanics and like help to like take apart the car and like pack up the garage basically um and the interviewer said, was that something expected of you? And he said, well, no, like as a Formula One driver, you know, you're expected to turn up in your nice clothes, do the race and leave. And everyone was like, this must be about Lewis because of the clothes thing. Like, yeah. Hang on a minute. What, sure. do the other Formula One drivers not wear like nice just, expensive clothes? Just look at Daniel. Like his jeans no, but cost them, thousands of dollars. All of them. Like, yeah. Even if their clothes aren't like really like flashy or like, even if they're dressed the way Lewis dresses, they're still nice, like expensive clothes. Okay, so that was the first thing. And I'm thinking, okay, you guys are wrong about this. Like, he hasn't said anything. Because he's, anyway, he's not wrong. When you think of a Formula One driver, do you think of them as someone who stands around and helps the mechanics and helps people in the garage? No. No, exactly. So, you know, that's the first thing that people were upset about. And then he carried on, you know, he was talking about mental health, things he did to, like, overcome the struggles that he was facing. And then around towards the end, it came up Sochi. And they're talking about Sochi. And he basically said that when he's raced Lewis, for example, in Austria and in Sochi, like, he was talking about... Such a good driver, Lando such a good driver Lando yeah um he was talking about the fact that when you're in the position that Lando's in you have to be able to anticipate what this much like older more experienced driver behind you is going to try and do to pass you like how how that's going to play out like you know are they going to play a game with you are they going to just like go on the attack like you know having to anticipate in Lando's position what's going to happen and he said basically something along the lines of Lewis didn't do anything out of this world to try and get past me. And everyone took that as he's insulting Lewis. He's saying that like Lewis isn't a good driver. He's like talking out of pocket about Lewis. Like that's not okay. what happened at all. If okay, you can, to I, the rest can of... I can I say it almost sounds like the opposite. Like it does. Like that, that that Lewis is such a good driver that he doesn't need to do much to overtake. Like, it was kind of like that in a way. But like the way, you know, he was explaining it was when you take the context of the whole interview into account, he's explaining step by step what he's done to overcome things. So what he was actually saying was, as my time has gone on in Formula One, I have learned the ex- from the experience I've got how to work in this situation. 
So it wasn't even really that much about Lewis, in my opinion. He's talking about his performance yeah. and how that's developed and how he can, he is now in a position to be able to go up against Lewis. You know, he wasn't, and he said unprompted, like completely unprompted. He said that Seb and Lewis are like two people he respects the most because one of the interviewers asked like, oh, that time, you know, they were talking about the media and how things get twisted. And, you know, it was brought up something that he'd said about Lewis winning because he's got a Mercedes, which Lando's, I think, apologised for anyway. Yeah, he he did. He said like unprompted. Like Seb and Lewis are like two people that I respect the most. You know, he wasn't As he sitting there. Should. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people have just really taken it out of context. The thing that bothers me is we all know that Lando has the knack to like say and do stupid things. Yeah, which you is know, we know which, is, which is why when you said there's a Lando gate going on, I was fully convinced that it's, it was going to be like heavily again. But it's like nothing. Yeah, this is the thing. He hasn't done anything wrong. He didn't say anything wrong. Like, nothing that he said was, like, out of order. I'm sorry, but, like, save your energy for when he actually does say something stupid. Like, he he really, he really for once, didn't, didn't do anything. Like, it just, in for fact, once. this whole interview, no, but seriously, for once, honestly, there was nothing that I could pick out that I thought, hang on a minute, that's a bit out of line yeah. like if anything it's probably the best interview that he's given the most insightful interview he's given and also he said a lot of things that could help a lot of people like this is the one thing I think you kind of have to appreciate about Lando and McLaren like the mental health thing they're doing it well like I think they are in a position where they can help people and you want to take nothing and turn it into something uh, him talking about Lewis like that's not what happened, you know? And I just think that's a bit... I, I I have to defend him on this occasion because I will call him out if he needs calling out. Like, I'm not... I don't like to be one of those people that, oh, you're a fan of someone, so you have to agree with everything they do and say. Like, not at all. I don't think that's the case at all. I think, you know, critical thinking, you've got to be able to call people out. But, like, he didn't do anything wrong, which is... I know it's, I know it's hard to believe. I know it's... But honestly, I just I don't I don't agree with this like this this opinion. Like he didn't need to say that he respects Seven Lewis. He doesn't. He didn't need to say, you know. But like, think of it from his perspective. He's able to go up against seven-time world champion and like hold his own. Like that was the whole point of the thing. The whole point of the podcast was to talk about you know performance and you know progress and development of course he's going to talk about the fact that he can do that yeah and it he, wasn't you, you it could really see insulting. yeah and you could see in his first season like he was much more I, I don't want to say like respectful in the car but like he was much more careful when he was going against sure. let's say Lewis or Zeb um and was like kind of ooh this is like a big world champion he knows what he's doing and he, it felt like he couldn't quite anticipate yeah. what he what he can now and we've seen it now again and again that he can hold his own very yeah. much so 
Yeah, he's a great driver, but and he's he's able to go up against drivers that have got more experience and are better than him. Like I actually think it's a really good interview to listen to. Like it's very insightful about not just about racing, you know, like just you know pressure and how you handle that sort of thing. Like the whole thing I think was actually really good, and I just think it's a shame that people are like hating making on it. it into something it's not because yeah. really he didn't say anything like that was so terrible but that's just once again a thing of like well it's lando so they're just gonna take let's say quote completely out of context which is a thing that always happens in this fandom i feel like they take things they take take things out of context and just just run with it without context of the whole interview Um, yeah it was it's just it's yeah. It's not good. Like, th- this is the thing. Like, I think accountability is something that's really important when you, when you, you know, follow the sort of people that we follow because of the sport, you know, drivers, team principals, that sort of thing. You know, even the media that are involved. I think it's really important, you know, to be able to hold these people accountable when they do or say things that are wrong. And we've seen that time and time again with Lando. Like, he's said and done some ridiculous things. We know this. Like, we, we, we know this. Yeah. Like, and I think the majority of his fans that are not, you know, I think a lot of his fans now would are able to sort of say when he does something stupid, it's like, okay, he did that let's hold him accountable for that but honestly this time i don't know why people want to want to hate on him so much for this because really like i don't know i just feel like um, for those things it's like it's lando so the other thing that i found really weird about the reason people were upset is because he said something about um you know, when he was coming into Formula One, you know, he was warned of the fact, like, the way certain other drivers behave. And, like, he mentioned something about one driver only being nice to, like, the mechanics and the team and stuff when there's cameras. And, like, there are Lewis fans that are taking that really personally. Like, why do you think that's about Lewis? Like, if you think that's about Lewis, then that's a you problem. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not Lando being, like, a bitch. That's, if you think that Lewis is actually the person behaving that way, then that's a you, that's really not Lando's problem. That's a you problem. And there are literally 20 drivers out there. Yeah, why, yeah, why would you assume that's about Lewis? That's, like, problematic in itself. Don't attack Lando, because that's problematic as a fan, to think that about your fave. Yeah. I'm done now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving <laughs> on. Yeah. yeah, moving on to the ranking. Um, please. please do your honourable mentions first. My honourable and... mentions that aren't honourable mentions and are official ranking uh, numbers. Number seven. Gunter and Mick's photo shoot. Incredible, yeah. Like, that was just special, wasn't it? That was just beautiful. Like, you can't argue with me on this. They... It was poetic cinema. It was poetic cinema. Like, the boat and the weird sauna thing and, like, the 
the just I, I can't and even the and the way it. that Gunther was with the boat like but I don't have to get in there right because otherwise I will get stuck there yeah exactly and like just honestly Gunther's whole arc like the whole mountain metaphor like his whole arc was special but you know the the Mick photo shoot was something else entirely like when yeah. they're on the little swingy chair thing just incredible scenes to it mm, yeah um Number five, uh, number six, Carlando divorce era. <laughs> like, yeah. what's up with that? Like the mm-hmm. whole, honestly, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Carlos trying to form that text message. Lando like walking around, being like, "Are you sure you don't want to come into the McLaren hospitality?" You know, like the whole thing was just good for them yeah like it was netflix netflix got that right i think because i do think that that's what the dynamic was like with them no probably like we've seen it with with the unboxed with like oh ferrari friends yeah (laughs) the ferrari friends thing please um (laughs) but yeah i genuinely feel like they're in their they're in their divorce couple having an affair era at the moment Sure. Lando's cheating on so many people with Carlos. So right many now. people. He's cheating on Max with Carlos right now for sure. Wait, like playing golf together and going out for dinner. Wait, wouldn't Pato also be considered Lando's boyfriend? Yeah. So but another no, he's one. He's his like he's his he's his sneaky link. Okay, fine. He's not a boyfriend yet. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll see. Yeah, when Daniel leaves and Pato goes to Formula One. Yeah, maybe. Um, your number five. Um, George versus Valtteri. <laughs> in brackets versus Toto. <laughs> Incredible! Like that episode was just unhinged, and I love yeah. it. Like the Merc in a drama, just incredible. It was Valtteri, so funny. Valtteri being like Valtteri's reaction to that press conference. Um. Toto's reaction in Imola to them crashing. Um, George refusing to apologize. Just so many <laughs> things. It was just a lot. And but, I you, but you know what makes this episode even more hilarious? The fact that Lewis was so unbothered. He was literally doing he his thing. He didn't care. Yeah. He was like, I love Valtteri, but like, hello, George. Welcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number five is Yuki's banishment to Italy. Like the whole thing of like, well, he doesn't behave well. We should take him to Italy to make them yeah, more serious. To, man. <laughs> to I hate working out in the mornings because it yeah. makes my whole day go bad. And him not getting to pee. I, so funny. Um, your number four. Egg inventing like an entire conspiracy theory. <laughs> to be honest, like yeah. as if has again as if has had the budget for that. Yeah, it's incredible. Like him just thinking they were all working against him, and his dad being like, "Well, I'm going to cut your funding." <laughs> Good to being like, <laughs> "No, you're not." Just amazing. Uh, <laughs> This whole episode, honestly, the Haas episode of this season, funniest thing I've ever seen. It was really good. I yeah. enjoyed it more, a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, my number four is Lando being a petty bitch. 
yeah. he every time he was on screen he had very much very much Scorpio vibes and I loved it. I wish he I wish we got more of it. I wish we got to see more of it. True, yeah. Because I love the energy. Yeah, because Leos and, and Scorpios have similar energy. We've we've talked about Yeah, but about we don't this. get along. No, because you're too I similar. Think if I met Lando, I'd probably I'd probably punch him in the face. But like Please do. It would be it would be, you know I don't know what it would be. <laughs> it like, yeah, I don't think we'd get along in real life. No. Um you're num- too obnoxious for that. <laughs> you're number three. Daniel versus Lando, to be honest. Just that whole thing. Monaco intervention. The intervention that I wasn't really won. Yeah, Charlotte just being like Jesus, Lord. By the way by the way, did you see the new video where they watch DTS? Yes. And like Lando being embarrassed about him saying this. No, that was so funny. I no, I think he was. I think he was enjoying it. To be honest, I the wouldn't laughter. be surprised. Yeah, the laughter says it all. Um, my number three is the whole Williams episode because it's so wholesome. I love them. Yeah, I love like, them more. Fair, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mention it when we were talking about the Williams episode. But like Claire Williams, my beloved. And then the episode being dedicated to Frank. <laughs> yeah. You like forgot he died. Shut up. That was I was I was genuinely devastated about this information. Imagine, okay, put yourself in my position. Lena messages me being like, Oh yeah, Frank Williams died. I was like that's, yeah. that's not true. I said I forgot that Frank Williams died yeah. because the episode was dedicated to him and I was like, wait, this happened that's this year? Literally, that makes that's no better than No, it it is kind it is kind of By better. the way, you've completely forgot this man died. Like I've gre- I mourned for this man and yeah, but also, he but, died. But you're also <laughs> British. Okay. So, so like, I've been watching Formula One for like yeah, but he's he's a British person. You have that kind of connection. Well, me and Frank Williams have a connection because he's also British. <laughs> yeah, is that how it works? Yeah, it's it's exactly how it works. This is also okay, so why get Lando, George, Lewis, um, and anyone else who's British on the phone because we're about to make friends because we're all British. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how it works. Me and Christian Horner are my best friends. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's British. <laughs> Me, Bono and Christian are going out for coffee tomorrow. I want pics, um, please. Yeah, we'll send you a selfie. <laughs> um, um, yeah. You're, you're oh, number yeah. two. Yuki versus France. Oh. Mm. I like that. I love it. Yeah. I, love, I love that whole like arc. Because what was that? Like, he was fully just, like... Honestly, no, scratch that. Yuki versus Alpha Tauri. Just <laughs> Yuki versus the whole establishment. Except, and then in brackets, except for Pierre. No, but even Pierre. Pierre was like, Yuki's very expensive. <laughs> like, also, I loved how Yuki was making, like, ridiculous jokes. Like, he, yeah, was, he was saying yeah. about, like, doing porn and, like, that was yeah. a good poop. And I was like, 
Yuki, yeah. what, how, what is your humour? Just, I don't even think it's supposed to be humour. I just think he has no filter. It's like <laughs> when he kept saying he was going to sleep with Pierre. And what? They were, like, trying to, they were, did you not? Okay. There's like a video of Yuki. This is, it was not from Drive to Survive, but it was like, he was like, me and Pierre are going to sleep together tonight. <laughs> and like Pierre and the PR got person were like trying to explain like, no, stop saying that. <laughs> you don't seem to understand what this means. He just kept saying it, and I, I just, he doesn't have a filter. Okay, but I respect it. He just kept saying he was going to break into Pierre's house. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him. Uh, like, Yuki in Poundland, not in Poundland, but like being next to Poundland is just something like this is like a British culture hub. Like, I cannot I, even explain mm. it. No. <laughs> it is. Poundland is like a massive thing here. It might like be. I wouldn't know. No, it's genuinely it is. It's like I think it's like the backbone of our economy to be honest. I mean, you don't have much of your economy right now. So like... Exactly. Cuz all the poundlands are getting shut down. <laughs> I I understand economics. Can we move on? Yes. <laughs> um, my number two, and this is not one episode, but it is throughout the whole um, episode or like the whole season, is Christian versus Toto versus Michael Marcy. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it could have been like one of the highlights of the season because we've got much more content during the season, of course. But the way they portrayed it in DTS, incredible. I loved mm-hmm. it. It was very entertaining. Can I just say the way DTS ended was immaculate. <laughs> like the Toto, like everyone's got a target on their back like cuts to cuts to black cuts to theme song I was like <gasps> jaw dropped I was like yes Toto let's you, go you tell them like that was perfect way to end it you have to admit it was yeah so um, I'm I'm kind of excited to see what you have for your number one Christian Horner's life story <laughs> That was the most ridiculous storyline. You can't argue with that. No, it was. It was jarring. It was unsettling. I've seen this man riding a horse. I've seen this man shooting stuff. Talk- I've no, seen wait. this man... Talking... No, wait. Because I have to talk about it. Because I have been traumatised by the back shots of him yes. riding that I've horse. I've seen too many close-ups of his... Uh... A buttocks. Yes. Why would you do that, Netflix? We don't want to see this. No. No. Um, No. I didn't ask for this. Like, I I simply did not ask. Like, I really don't... I'm I'm, I'm still trying to work out how Christian Horner riding a horse and Christian Horner shooting a clay pigeon uh, was relevant to the 2021 season. In... I'm still trying to do the math on that one. Um, it's, you know, it's the same way that Lando playing golf and Daniel running around in the middle 
of nowhere is relevant. Yeah, but that's different. Is it though? Yes. First okay. of all, they're drivers. Second of all, I like them. <laughs> Valid. Okay. And I'm not gonna lie, if if they suddenly showed me a clip of Lando Norris like show jumping a horse, I would have questions about that. <laughs> okay. So... Would you? Would you? I would actually, yes. I didn't say I wouldn't enjoy it, but I would certainly be asking how this happened. Okay, wait. Um, your prediction next season, what kind of animal is Christian Horner going to have next to him? I think he's going to have a honey badger and he's going to use it to try and lure Daniel back to red. <laughs> I could see that, actually. Can yeah. you imagine? Like, and then him getting attacked by the honey badger. Yes. Incredible. They'll have a whole episode on Drive to Survive about that. Yeah. Funnily enough, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah. My number one, and it's just the way they did it in a subtle way, but also not the ex lender. I loved it so much. The, the way the crash compilation and the radio compilation was made up also to contrast the way that Mick complimented the car in contrast to him absolutely anilla and oh my god I can't talk. Um absolutely like ranting to his mechanics about how bad the car was. Mm-hmm. incredible and made him look so bad and the way that it was so funny in hindsight of him not having the seat this year mm-hmm. poetic cinema yeah I get that I can get that yeah and also Mick, also Mick content so like Mick content was good we need more of that next season but no, maybe they went skydiving with him. Please, oh my god, stop. This is... This is... I can't even put it into words, this, what these pictures have done to me. You love Genuinely, it. Genuinely, it's, it's scarring. No. I don't know which one is worse. I don't know if the ones of Mick are worse or if Esteban... <laughs> no, Esteban is definitely worse. It's so definitely Mick, Esteban. Mick is, is scary, though. This is the thing. Mick kind of looks like a demon, not gonna lie. Exactly. I'm looking at them again. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were Esteban traumatized. Looks... I know, but it's funny. <laughs> okay i'm looking at the tags and everyone's like oh their friendship like can you guys not see the picture (laughs) this is not this is not our cute friends this is disgusting (laughs) Okay. <laughs> and there's not a part of it that's not. Like, people are like, oh, Becky. No. <laughs> I, th- I think we're going to have to end it here before you have a mental breakdown on I'm, tape. This has ruined my life. No, it hasn't. You love this. 
I love it so much. <laughs> Why is Esteban looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you... I, no, I okay, this was it for this week's episode. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed listening to our rant about testing and drive to survive. Um, and I really hope you enjoyed my rant about how Labradoris did nothing wrong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm moving so on. Sorry. Um, you love yeah. it. We hope you enjoy Brian on the weekend. Depending on how this goes, we will enjoy it as if well. If you're a Red Bull fan, I hope you don't enjoy Bahrain on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> I'm sorry. So yeah, thank you guys for listening and we will hear you guys in the next episode about our first race in Bahrain. Bye! Bye! Oh, do yourself a favour and look at the pictures of Mick and Esteban. Bye! <laughs>